Well, we were supposed to have a special guest, but you know, shit happens. So we're here. We'll always be here. Get ready. We're coming right back at you. Tell them what it is, T-Pain. Thomas Paine, independence is my happiness, and I view things as they are, without regard to place or person. My country is the world, and my religion is to do good. Sounds familiar. I think we've had that one before. But it, it bears repeating. Um, <laughs> well, we were supposed to have uh, the uh, one of the one of the Cal Exit guys on to uh, to talk about California secession, but uh, Marcus, it uh, seems to have not worked out. Yeah, I, I've been trying to get a hold of Marcus Ruiz Evans, and uh, who is my contact for Jason, mm -hmm. and I haven't been able to get a hold of Marcus, so I don't know what happened, um, but he didn't show up, so... <laughs> hey, shit happens, fam, shit happens. Yeah, yeah. so hopefully... So Jason, if you're watching, right, right. If, you're, if you're one of our loyal get, fans, if you get the message, if you get the message, um, but you show, show up. We, we're ready to talk with you. We got some people in our audience, especially who have uh, some pointed sure. questions for like how all that stuff, and we had some too. How, how all this stuff is going to work? I love the idea of uh, of everything breaking up into smaller and smaller pieces, but um, I really wanted to have that conversation, but. We can't have that with him, but we can have some sort of conversation with each other. So Absolutely. here we are. Let's wing it. Aquarian Anarchy style. How y'all been, fellas? <laughs> I, uh, I've been busy. Uh, I've been getting my garden together. Um, Amber and I went out today and like cleared the garden. For those of you who are serious about trying to make the government irrelevant in your life, the, uh, feeding yourself is going to be one of the primary ways that you can do that. So I strongly suggest you get a garden. We cleared it ours out today because we we generally let things just kind of die in there because mm. they feed the garden. Mm -hmm. um, so we went through, stomped everything down. I'm getting ready to buy a new tiller. And that's going to be um, where my energies, if you will, are going to be um, focused for a while. Um, just came out of, uh, I, I don't know if everybody knew this or not, but I got a new job. I'm not going to tell who with, but got a new job. It was so far so good. It's uh, pays pretty good. And I'm out of training now and a little scared going into that. So I've been prepared. Also been working. Don't get off the sidewalks. Marcus is driving now. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, off the phone lines. Anyway, yeah, I know. But, no, I, well, I mean, I was just, it was a it was a metaphor for like when sure. a kid gets there gets uh, when they're right. done training, they get off their permit, they're on their license now. It's like right. clear the sidewalks. It's for sure, for real now. Well, also, gardening is a great way to get in tuned. You know, if you've been mm -hmm. having mm -hmm. an off day, go spend some time in nature. Go and go. Sure. Let the wind smack you in the face a few times. It's a good uh, mm -hmm. it's a good way to relieve yourself yeah. and. If you don't mind seeming crazy to other people, go hug a tree. I promise you, you'll feel better. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but, I'm, I might actually, after we're done here, I might actually go like walk barefoot in the grass. Yeah, go bit. go Let's, get grounded. That's go a ground, good idea. Ground, release some of that energy because it's, uh, anyway, I got a lot of shit going on. But anyway, we won't get into all that. So the, um, final, the final yeah, thing that I've, I've done this week is I did get, um, I, I did manage and I see uh, Cam in the, uh, Cassius Cam in the the uh, 
audience or in the chat. Um, he, mm-hmm. I know he wanted to talk to Jason. He hasn't showed up here yet. Um, but the final thing I've done this week is I did start with, uh, with Cassius Cam's uh, help uh, for the intro video, did start doing my Forgotten Freedom Fighters this mm-hmm. week. And this coming week will be awesome because it's actually from Amber. It's on Mercy Otis Warren. And she makes two appearances in this series. And this is one of them. I This is... In my opinion, both of them are good, but this is the one that's more freedom-oriented. The other one's more religious-oriented. So I really mm. think that for a, most of our, our audience, this one's going to be the better one. But anyway, so that's what I've been doing. Y'all? There you go. I've been working my ass off on these calendars. Uh, had a little hiccup over the week and had to recalibrate myself. Been working with crystal grids. If y'all interested in crystals, hit me up because um, I'm not going to lie to you. This crystal grid that I set up, uh, I set it up like a week ago and Nico froze. I was going to say, was that, was that Nico or was it's that been money flowing to me every single Oh no. Oh. Am I bad? That was me. That was me. I went black and then I'm still black. But the thing I, is, I, is that, um, I think you're back though. I'm black or back. Both. Hey, Nico, once you go black, <laughs> you can't go back. <laughs> um, but, uh, what you call it? Um, and money's been flowing to me. Uh, I've yep. been having better dreams uh, with this other grid. So I've been just working on the metaphysical aspects and doing a lot of learning. Uh, got some really interesting things coming out. If you're interested in the calendar, go ahead and hit your boy up. I got some uh, mm-hmm. people who've got testimonies. So, you know, go ahead. Don't be shy. And we could just talk about it. We could just go over the basic days and whatnot and get you on the right track. <laughs> so... Marcus just got back with me. He said, did Jason respond to you? So I'm guessing that he's not coming. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So anyway, it is. We're we're big boys. We can improvise. Yeah. We can improvise. We don't need California anyway. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Uh, Somebody's phone ringing. Uh, Yeah, it was mine. Uh, it's Marcus trying to get in touch with me. You guys, uh, yeah, Nico- go ahead. if you need to talk to him, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and talk to him. No, he's not scared. I don't think. No, actually. So Cam, uh, I'll, I'll dig into this a little bit. So, um, I don't think we were, uh, you weren't probably watching the show back when we had, uh, Mar- Marcus Ruiz Evans on that was back over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, he's actually, uh, the leader of this Cal exit movement. And it's basically just trying to break, California free from the United States. Um, and I think as we went through that conversation, we started talking about it. Like the, the approach is the first in, in a a series of steps that gets things more and more local. Um, but it starts with California not being beholden to Washington DC, which I think even with the, the, uh, the no Cal SoCal or, you know, you know, Jefferson versus uh, the world, whatever, whatever you want to call it, type of, uh, of, of breakup that, that would probably inevitably need to happen. I think you can agree that like the first step of disconnecting from Washington, D.C. is probably a step in the right direction uh, for starters. So that that's kind of where this conversation was going to start. And then we had a series of questions that we're going to dig a little deeper. And hopefully one day we'll get a chance to, to interview uh, Jason again. But for now, we're, we're just left to uh, discuss this topic amongst ourselves. And one of the good things is it does look like I'm uh, talking to Marcus via text right now. And he's got it. He's got the, um, 
he's coming and he will be here in five minutes. Jason so, is? No. Marcus is. Marcus is. Oh, okay. So we'll get Marcus. And right, I'm we'll good with Marcus. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with a repeat of Marcus because we can uh, we can update on, on the progress. And I think oh, some of those questions cool. that we had are, are actually appropriate to ask to him, him well. because yeah. I don't I don't think we asked all of those the first time we had him on. So absolutely good. We're, we're, we're more organized more a little bit more professional <laughs> sure yeah, and i just appreciate so the it, hustle though marcus getting uh getting marcus in and i appreciate him agreeing to come on that's that's good all Ooh, right i didn't like that so uh basically for and, and i hope that that um for one cam understands that um that they're they're these people are are not going to be anarchists. Not, not mm. a one of them. None of these, uh, none of Marcus's people are anarchists. They're just not there. Mm. Um, we all the time are constantly saying, um, what would it be like to see the freedom movement come from the left? Because mm. often we see it coming from the right. Mm -hmm. And the answer to that is look at the Calex movement. Um, mm -hmm. These are people who tend to be more of um, a, a collectivist ideology, but they want independence and they want freedom. Now they, they understand things differently often than the way we do. They mm -hmm. understand things differently than people like Magnus do because right. he is an anarchist. Um, mm -hmm. he, he may be a more left leaning anarchist, but he's an anarchist. These are not anarchists, but these are the people that we are going to need to, to, because not every community is going to be the same, whether, uh when when things start breaking down into um into communities because ultimately the big government is going to fail um whether it, whether it's orderly or not is the question not whether this is going to happen or not because centralized government is awful and it never pans out well so either way that's going to happen i want a vibrant california yeah. I want a California that is no longer beholden to the federal government and can prove to the rest of the world that it can be done. And they're the most likely to do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'm hoping that people like Cam and other people from Jefferson and from the more conservative um, portions of California Irvine and whatnot. Yeah. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Not only will help to get that independence, um, I'm hoping that once California secedes, then they will, because we broached the, the subject dominoes, with Marcus. Yeah. yeah. Well, once that happens, then California will let Jefferson move off into their own mm -hmm. thing and have mm -hmm. their own thing. Well, I, I, I was going to say, I think, I think that the, the best way to, to kind of describe this as you step back and, and zoom out a little bit is as bad as Washington DC is. And as much as I don't want these people having the say that they do over what we do here in America, right? Um, whether it's me in Louisiana or Nico in Illinois, you in Indiana or people out in Cali or in Texas or wherever, how much worse would it be if instead it was a one world government mm -hmm. run by the UN or whatever, you know, some, some sort of coalition right. like that where it's all so as bad as Washington DC is, I, I would rather if if we were in a globalist system, I would rather be have the discussion being like, let's back it up to right. <laughs> let's try to return things to remember when there used to be the United States and there were all these other countries and we weren't all one big one world government. What if we went back to that? 
Right. And because that starts the snowball and the snowball starts to roll downhill and it's going to gather momentum and weight size and everything. So that movement will, will grow too. I think as you, as you allow California to secede, then it's only natural that California would then allow the places that don't want to be part of that to secede from that and, and have their own um, communities. So I would love to actually see like a, a conversation between Cam and Mark because mm-hmm. Cam is up north and he's he like he says and it is a, Got a wild he, idea. Yeah, it, we it's just, so we like, just we could just throw the invite out. Cam, you feel me? Before. You yeah, feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcus so is, like, if Marcus Cam, makes it, bring if yeah. If Marcus comes in, in, if Marcus comes in, we'll ask him. Um, but. Cam, you just gotta agree to be like we got. We gotta keep it civil. We gotta keep it civil. And everybody be happy. Everybody Cam play, able, play nice Cam punches together. on punching bags. He's yeah, gonna be civil. Nice, He's gonna nice. be civil. I know you. I know you. You went out. You went out here and uh, and and you've been grinding, working out. You, you, you lift weights, eat meat. Uh, I saw you. I saw you. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that would be. Uh, it's just like I said, a little wild Go idea ahead. I had, but I think it's. Uh, that, I mean, it would be a nice reschedule to like have them like, you know, I'm, I'm talking about right the fuck now, motherfucker. Sam's already in here. Order. He's got a men of order meeting, I think. Oh, uh, well, he can uh, he can bounce out of that whenever it's over. Um, because that's that's going to be we uh, got Phil is a cucumber. Yeah, we don't Come even on have now. we don't even have hey, he Marcus yet. He colder than the uh, toenails of the polar meeting, bear. Come on, that now. minute of order meeting started at four thirty. I was or well five thirty Eastern time. I was supposed to be in that too. And, uh, and so, uh, anyway, here I am. I, I told him, I was like, I can't do, I can't do it. Um, well, I'm, you I got, know, obligations, I obligations. Yeah, I you feel me? That's right. So, so ultimately, so Cam, you want to come on in? Let hey, us know. Yeah, for real. Don't, don't be I gotta shy. Text you got his text. Quick. You got his text number, right, Chad? Uh-huh. I yeah. Okay, cool. I'll send it to you. I can, I'll DM him in Twitter or something if I, uh, cool. Well, you know, it's so, a, I'll leave it to the professionals. Right on. So, um, so again, I, I think that this, that I am mostly, you know, ultimately people say, oh, but California will be socialist. Like they're not now. <laughs> Word, right? It's just, shit? it won't be covered up by a bullshit facade. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I know you okay. can't leave. You don't have to leave the meeting yet. Just, it's it's all good. I'm gonna send you the invite, and whenever you can, you hop sure. in, and I'll, I'll uh, and we'll that way we can kind of grease hey, the skids a little bit with Marcus. We want we all can the grease the skids today. with Marcus before while we're waiting for you to come and, and just kind of let him know, like, Wait, hey, what look, is the meeting supposed to be over? We're not setting you up, but we're setting you up. Um, they are. I'm just here. No, what we're doing is we're putting we're putting a representative of no, yeah. of a California secessionist movement into mm-hmm. in in contact with a. A California California, uh, resident who would like to secede further. All right. All right. So we got Marcus. There we go. What's up, brother? How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? How y'all doing? (laughs) I'm doing well. Thank you you for coming on at the last minute, brother. Yeah. Oh, hey, I I apologize. Jason's been stranded in Barstow, so he's had a little bit of presentation. Um, Mm. He went down to go see Adam Kokesh for Adam's birthday. Nice. They had a great okay. time. 
That's great. Then he was leaving. He got through the Arizona desert. He got into California, but the part that's still desert. And then apparently the car blew up or something. Oh, oh geez. And so he's stranded in the middle of the desert. I got him out the Barstow, but he's still figuring out what to go from Barstow because I guess they need like a whole new car. And I'm like, do you need a new tire? And he's like, no, we need a new car. And I'm like, wow, that is, that's, I, I don't uh, know that I can help with that. That's, I was like, bro, you need a new tire? I can, I can hook you up. Or, right. He's like, no, no, a new car. And I'm like, well, wow. Yeah, well, that sucks for you. So that's why to be here. He's, he's a good guy. He's making, he's take over. As, he took over as CEO. I took over as president uh, with the Calex organization. We're doing, okay. um, a lot of, and I hope this is being recorded and you can send me a recording afterwards. Cause we're yeah. recording, actually you know, we're live we're and right and now. It's great. Right. Yeah, and it's going to be, <laughs> oh, we are. Oh no. Yeah. We're live. yeah, right. yeah, I'm, playing. yeah. I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing. I'm playing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we'll start talking about anyway. Fauci or. What, what, <laughs> no, 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 you should no, not. no, no, don't say that. No, I like having a channel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about how, how awesome a guy Vladimir Putin is? Is that oh, uh, yeah, okay. are we live? Are we live? Oh my <laughs> All I gotta say is oh fuck Vladimir Oh, oh, I'm so, okay. Hey, we came here to bomb our channel. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm screwing around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everybody's a great guy. Except for who the media says isn't a great guy, and everybody right, right. that's right is a bad guy. Nobody's right. dimensional. Everybody's two dimensional. Mm -hmm. uh, let's just go with that. Over at Cal Exit, we've had a uh, we had a nasty divorce. We're still going through it. Uh, <laughs> the the previous guy who was the spokesperson, he had uh, control of the communication channels, and for years and years and years, that was fine because we worked mm -hmm. as a team. And then recently, it, it spectacularly didn't become fine. And so what's happened is uh, there's about 160,000 of us out here in California. Mm -hmm. And we all know who each other is. But the guy who owns the security access codes to the Twitter page, the Facebook page, and the mass email list of 120,000 is ignoring everybody, not talking to them, and just making statements that he runs by himself that are out of line with the rest of the movement. But because he has the channels, mm. if parents that the movement thinks that right. you actually have to talk to us. And mm -hmm. and so what we're doing now is we're telling everybody to go to Cal Exit Home. That's Cal Exit Home. Cal Exit Home. Cal Exit Home. That's a relatively new Twitter page. That's the 160,000 of us that have been able to make contact with each other independent from our mainstream channels wow. and say, hey, uh, we know who each other is. We know what we're about. We know that this guy's putting out messages that are racist and xenophobic and homophobic and uh, uh, Putin apologist and that we don't uh, agree with those at all. But, you know, it's a it's a fascinating time where we live in where people have this 1990s sense of ownership. And yet we live in a time of social media and virtual reality where you can't have a brand. And you can be making money off that and you can have millions of people know that, but you may not necessarily be commercially linked to that brand. Yeah. Uh, and so when people are like, well, just get a lawyer and just sue. And I go, it's a little bit murky when you build something up as a team and everybody's mm -hmm. associated with it. Mm -hmm. And you get incorporation in 501c3 because it was an activist group. Um, it's like if you wanted that, well, who owns BLM? Yeah, right. Right. There's multiple people going, I'm the leader of BLM and I own it. No, I am. No, I am. No, I am. No, who's right? Yeah. I don't know. 
I'm None sure of someone's right, but I don't know. But and that's what we're going through now is mm. somebody has the channels, they're able to hold us up, but they're not us. So if you go to the Yes California Facebook or Twitter page, or you've been getting mass emails, you've probably been hearing some outlandish stuff like Kyle Rittenhouse is a great guy, and everybody in California supports that decision, um, or Vladimir Putin's an awesome dude, or I uh, think that what's happening to Ukraine is awesome and all those are straight up lies, but you know, it's, it's hard to get that out without the personal connections. I only have like this people that mm -hmm. actually know mm -hmm. me and sure. I can talk to them face to face and correct misinformation. Right. So it's an uphill battle against that, but we're winning because every time, every new person I talk to and go, there's, there's a mad hatter behind a curtain running. It's kind of like a loop with everybody people know and uh -huh. so it's slowly losing people and it's getting peeled but because um war of attrition it's just taking some time so we're yeah. we're still in the game uh we actually think that calyx it's going to go really big in midterms we think that the republicans are going to win in midterms um and really yeah we think republicans are going to sweep the senate back and they might take the house mm -hmm. midterms i've escalated that's even more likely so i think we're going to go into a recession specifically because of the policies of joe biden i think that a recession always equals the party in power is wrong that's just the way american voters mm -hmm. whether that's true or not mm -hmm. they were already joe biden was already underwater and about as popular as joe biden so was kamala harris uh the democrats she, she's arguably way less popular yeah, than he yeah. is i mean they're polling worse than trump uh going mm -hmm. in terms then you had the afghanistan debacle the gas prices are up, uh, stagflation, which is a stagnant economy plus inflation last seen since Jimmy Carter, mm -hmm. uh, seen under Biden. They're even talking about Biden might be the new Carter because of that. So you look at a stagnant economy, rising gas prices, inflation, horrible military performance, uh, horrible unpopular war, unpopular war. Um, plus there's all the little things like Trump had kids in cages. Well, guess what? Biden's doing the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. Move the cages. Uh, yeah. New York Times has admitted that. They even had a headline going, Democrats used to care about Latin kids in cages in concentration. Mm -hmm. Now they don't. Like, literally, mm -hmm. the just, Times, which is not Fox News. Yeah, they just right? changed the names. They just changed the names. It's yeah. like when I went to, when I was in college, and they changed the name of a dormitory to a residence hall. I was like, it's still yeah. the same shitty plaster wall room with, like, rubber mattresses that's four by four. So yeah. it still sucks. It, you changing the name doesn't make its lipstick on a pig at that point. It's fancy. <laughs> I think yeah. they call them containers. Jen Psaki goes, they're not concentration camp. They're containers. No <laughs> that sounds worse. Putting kids <laughs> in containers is not better. Is it a Rubbermaid <laughs> bin or something? Is yeah. What they, did was they, they, kept, they literally kept the cages with the cyclone fencing and the concrete floors. Mm -hmm. And they put like uh, green plastic strips it woven into the cyclone fence so that it looks a little bit more green, like a little bit more natural. Hey, but it's still the same cyclone fence. Green with, is the like, wave. With, yeah. yeah. That's literally what they did. And they go, see how it's different? It's like, okay, well, you tore down the plastic sheets and you put up cyclone fencing with um, little plastic strips so it looks a little bit nice like an upscale country club, but that's still a cement floor that's mm. still not proper bedding. You're still, still not cages. Well, and they don't get access to uh, medical care. They don't get access to reporters. They don't get access to their own lawyers. And they're put in concentrated conditions at the same time that CDC was saying social distancing in order to not exacerbate the uh, coronavirus pandemic. And the interesting thing is, like, look, these people are in America. 
and you're having guards go in there who live in America and you're mm-hmm. in concentrated conditions. So you're getting super COVID spreading events. Mm. While you may think you're isolated, those guards are citizens. So they go into the camp, get exposed, and come right back out into America and expose us. And I go, so you're doing the total opposite, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, in policy of what you're telling the actual American people to do personally. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you call that government. Sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, at CalExit, we're like, this is good for us because Californians flipped out when Trump won. Um, you know, we had 32% of the population saying, let's secede today. They weren't, they weren't saying, let's talk about it. Mm. It was a solid 32%, according to Reuters, Ipsos, and Stanford Hoover Institute in February 2017. One third of 40 million people said, I mean, today. And then there was Good. an additional 15.5% that said, I'm open to it, but I'm not sure. Mm. And, and what I always tell people is like, we're talking about secession. That's significant numbers. <laughs> right? Yeah. And people are like, oh, they, that, they weren't for secession. And I go, but they didn't say they were against it either. Yeah. They, and that's right. just the start, too. They're still figuring what, it out. That's, that's when it's still like a, a, a very, very infant idea in a lot of ways for, for people. You know, like, like there are a lot of people who haven't really let, let that idea flesh itself out for them because all they think about is, you know, the Civil War and, and all that. All that baggage that comes with it. So, quick question: yeah. What other things um, are holding Cal Exit back? So, you got basically your Twitter hacked, and they're spewing nothing but nonsense. Is there anything other, any other major um, incidents or anything else that are like restricting you guys? That's a great question. Thank you very much, uh, Nico. That's a great question. We got really big in December 2016 and January 2017. Trump was president, Trump's bad. The legislature of California, all the, the entire government of California issued a joint statement where they said, we woke up today realizing that America is a foreign country. Mm. So, none of those people backed Cal Exit, but I gotta tell you, when you have every single elected official in Sacramento sign their name to a statement that says America is a foreign country, that's kind of significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't do that. That's kind of a big move. And they go, oh, you're saying Alex. And I go, every elected official just said America is a foreign land. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. But, but the elected official saying that. Yeah. But Nico, to answer your question. So things were great. Rachel Maddow was like, join this movement. I got on Rachel Maddow, not as an interview, but just my face joining this movement. And then all of a sudden it was Putin hacked the election around February. And mm-hmm. I challenge everybody, look at the narrative on Cal Exit, look mm-hmm. at December 2016, look at January 2017, look at how they're talking about us, and then compare that to February, March 2017, and you're going to see a very stark contrast. Like, these guys are cool, these guys are cool, these guys are cool. Nope, mm-hmm. they're Putin puppets, all of them, all, everybody, like, wow. I have people today who still think I'm a Russian spy. So there's no evidence of that. I've been cleared by three separate investigations. No one cares. They still think, well, the evidence is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so you it was the being accused of being Russian spies. Uh, people saw Putin <laughs> hack the election. Californians mm-hmm. definitely believe that. They still today, they think, mm-hmm. America didn't vote for Putin. Um, the Russians literally hacked the computers and switched votes or somehow changed everybody's mind. And a bunch of people who were going to vote for Hillary got brainwashed by uh, Facebook ads and suddenly voted for Trump instead. 
um, or they literally switch the voting. That's what people out here think. So we inadvertently got caught up in that um, because we'd gone to a conference like six months before when no one cared. And then it was, well, you guys must have some connection to them. So you must all be paid for by Vladimir Putin and you must be part of a plot to destabilize America and take down America and destroy it. We had about 240,000 people on the mass email list. Okay, December 2016, January uh, 2017. That shrunk to 120,000, which we have today in one month hmm. after the Putin story came in. So Facebook stalled out our things. We were climbing at like 45,000. We were gonna get bigger than the California Democratic Party on Facebook, <laughs> not joking. The Democratic wow. Party runs California. We were in line to have our Facebook page be bigger than them That's crazy. Uh, at the height of it, but it was frozen, so we couldn't grow anymore. And then the Vladimir Putin rumors came out, and then we lost half of our membership. And then I spent most of 2017 and 2018 taking phone calls where I was asked, you know, are you a spy? Are you taking money from Putin? Why do you hate America? Is this a secret plot to destroy the USA? And I go, well, if it's a secret plot, then I'm pretty good at it because um, I wrote a book in 2011 saying how I wanted California to be independent. I got an article across California in 2013. So Vladimir Putin is a great planner because he got to me seven years before any of you ever heard of this and was below the radar and got me to write my book for me and got California newspapers to write about my idea. All so that secretly seven years later, the thing plops up on you and I'm saying it that way because it sounds silly and I can tell you guys mm -hmm. how silly that is. But even when I said it that way, people would go, I knew it. <laughs> That's yeah, not I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. It's just, I mean, seriously, I would, I would jokingly explain this, hoping they would get that. And they go, yep. Seems like something Putin would do uh, seven years <laughs> in the past. He would start having someone <laughs> write your book for you so that he could lay a secret plot to rip apart America because the guy's a super brilliant genius. He's been planning it since diapers. <laughs> I, I, bro, this is what people told me, right? So even today, we got investigated by the Robert Mueller investigation, the Senate, oh my God, the House Select Intelligence Committee, and the California Fair Political Practices Commission, four separate committees. Guess what they found on us? Nada. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Right. But I had to go That's through crazy. two years of everybody saying, you're going down. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm sure you're going to prison. I'm sure it's going to happen. And I go, well, where's the evidence? And they go, mm -hmm. it's coming. That was the, that was the answer was always, I would go, cause I'm, you know, me, Marcus, especially, you know, me, I'm very big on citations. And I go, where's the evidence? You're mm -hmm. saying this about me. Where's the proof? And people go, well, I got secret proof. And I would always say, post it to Twitter. Yeah, they would right. call me up and go, I got the secret evidence and I'm going to release it. And I go, release it. Because no. <laughs> you don't do have it. anything. Release it. Post it. Right. Don't call the FBI. Don't call the police. Post it up to the world. Let everybody know what you got on me. I did that eight or nine times. Right. Guess how many people posted stuff that they said they had on me? Zero. I'm going to go with zero again. Yeah. <laughs> zero you guys get the pattern. So yeah. you just make accusations. You make accusations. He's bad. Must be true. And I'm, I'm diligent, right? So after I got cleared by those four investigations, I downloaded the reports, downloaded the exact section where they cleared our name, 
and the page number and all the citations, packaged it up into an email going, date, investigation, Senate Select Intelligence Committee, all the proper citations. Here's where they talk about us. Here's the page number. Here's the reference. And I sent it to the 35 separate reporters who suggested that we were paid for by Vladimir Putin. I said, can you at least print an update? I'm not saying take the article down. You can take the article down where you slander us. Can you at least say where they said this? Can you at least say, hey, turns out two years later, there was nothing to it. And here's a link. Guess how many reporters of the 35 that slandered us actually bothered to respond to my email saying, can you produce an update? Guess how many? Settle. Zero again? Oh, damn. <laughs> but wait. All right. So I have a, I have a question, though. So, like, if, if y'all were part of this big secret plot to, like, overthrow an election and, like, ruin. I was told I was told last year that it is impossible to undermine or um, influence elections. <laughs> so how did you do that? I I was given a million dollars seven years ago. <laughs> And a book transfer. That's all it takes. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, I was given seven. It's the compound given, interest on that million dollars. So That's I mean, I'm not. Trick. I guess I'll I just it. out yeah. myself because I'm sure the CIA is not watching this. So Vlad came over. We're homies. We go way back. I said, oh, I got some Cali Bud," and he's like, "I'll be what I thought for comrade." And he came over to my place and I got him all fat joint, and he's like, "Bro, bro, look." America and I no no get along so well, you know, bro. So I think I'm going to collapse country. You want to work with me on it? I'm like, hell yeah. Let's do this. That's what I'm about. I got family in the Marine Corps, the Navy. My stepdad's in the Air Force. My dad was in the military, in the Army during Vietnam. My uncle was in Marines during Vietnam. My grandfather was in the uh, Navy during World War II. But my plan was destroy America because uh, that's what I'm about. Right. I mean, you grew up in a pro-military family. You're like, fuck yeah. Let's, um, oops. Yeah, it's okay. Like, dude, so dude, dude, we, fuck we, is we, not going to be what yeah, gets now. I'm sorry. It just didn't work out. It's okay. That's my own dad. All right. Mm. My own dad, who's a military vet, and I respect the veterans. He called me over to his house once, and he just watched Rachel Maddow. And we had an hour-long talk about how, and he literally looked me in the Did face. Did you tell him not to watch that guy? <laughs> That guy, this guy. You're I'm not doing that. I still have to report back to California. Rachel Maddow is a woman. She identifies as a woman, and I have always seen her that way. In no way did I find Marcus's joke amusing or funny. Right. You have all the respect in the world for I am not laughing. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was horribly offensive. And I was personally oh, damn. You can't have your own feeling? Is that, um, is that, that it's just like I am, I am offended by your joke. <laughs> Look, man. I'm hey. hiding my face because it's t- tears. Um, the best, the she, best way to... she lied about it. Screw her. Yeah. I, I'm not going to do whatever, but yeah, she lied about it. So my dad. My, literally, my dad looked at me, he had tears in his eyes, and he's like, are, are you a rebel? And, <laughs> and, and, like, he's a vet. Like, that's a real right. question for him, right? So I'm, sure. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, Dad. And I had to remind him how I told this dude about the book I was writing every year I was writing it. And I go, remember that book I told you I was writing seven okay. years, ago, Got her years ago? Five years ago? Remember how I walked you through? And he's like, oh, yeah, something vaguely. And I'm like, this is why I told you what I was doing before we went big. So when people <laughs> lied about me. You could at least go, no, my son told me. About that. So I had to walk him through. It was an hour. Dude, that's yeah. pretty rough when you're yeah. telling your veteran father that you're not an enemy of the state and yeah. that you 
you just want to be independent. You don't hate anybody or want anybody hurt. Sure. Uh, or or about, yeah. look, being an enemy of the state is kind of how America happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like not for nothing, I kind of dig being an enemy of the state. Yeah. You know, the, I don't, these are I don't, people I don't, that murder. I don't shy away from that. I, I, don't, I don't I don't want the title enemy of the state because I'm I a know. Californian, right? We're, we're like, bro, let's just smoke and be happy. <laughs> we, we honestly think that we'd offer smoke and be the enemy of the state. There's just no hate. I mean, the Catholic people are like, you must hate America. And I go, you got the wrong idea about Californians. We're not really about hate. We're about, like, good times. Sure. And... Y'all are the, like, the centric of, like, good times. Like Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, so I'm like, they're going, you're, what motivates you must be some hate of America. And I go, no, what motivates us is love of California. Mm. We, we don't even get to the point of, I hate someone, so I don't want to be them. It's more like, we like doing our own thing, and we're constantly be told, well, you can't do that, or that's too extreme or too lefty or whatever. And uh, my favorite thing is the plastic bag ban. Mm. You guys remember the plastic bag ban? That came mm -hmm. out a few years ago. Everybody in America was trashing that. So horrible backwards. Look at these crazy Californians. You had a lot of Republicans going on TV going, uh, California legislators have hijacked the system and now they're pushing through these laws that, you know, are part of their, their pet plan to take over the, the world. And the thing was, is that was wrong. Like Californians liked the past, the plastic bag ban. It, the point is the rest of America saw that as a crazy idea. Mm -hmm. Everybody here was like, yep, yeah, cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Nothing controversial about this at all. So it's more like that. Like we like doing things that are seen as bizarre. Mm -hmm. And we got to get permission to do them. And that's just, that's not, not cool. Right. And one of the things we pointed out, this is uh, while we were stalling for you to come on. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, but one of the things that we, we talked about is that we don't always agree. That, that ultimately, Marcus, you and I have the same goals, but we have different ideas often on how we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. And I like that because if my ideas don't work, yours might. And so it is nice seeing um, what you're proposing um, grow. And the reason is because I ultimately want to be sovereign in my own property. I want to be uh, my own sovereign country on my property, be um, recognized, be friendly to all my neighbors. I might get organized with my immediate community. I want to get there. That's the world I want to live in. We don't live in that world right now. Chad had mentioned that we live in a world where we're moving towards people in, in, like Charles Schwab being in charge of everybody's lives. And that's the wrong direction. Not Charles Schwab, that other guy. Or, yeah, who's, yeah. Who's well, like his not cousin Charles or something. Schwab. Yeah, the other <laughs> yeah. one. We won't say his name either, though. Yeah, that's why um, I, uh, yeah, Charles <laughs> Schwab. Santa's, Santa's nephew right. or whatever. Um, right. Yeah, that For guy. For sure. Yeah, but we're going to call him Charles Schwab, the, the investment guy, <laughs> because I like having a channel. So yeah. Charles Schwab is is not the direction we want to see. And um, your direction, when uh, California, because California is the most, we covered this the last time you were on here, is the most likely to, to succeed, succeed successfully. And I want to see that because then... 
Texas will get jiggy and then New Hampshire will get jiggy. And then eventually I can possibly get to Indiana getting jiggy because this has to be proven. People have to see that it will work. And if California proves that it will work, others will follow and we will get hopefully in my lifetime, but definitely in my children's lifetime to a world much closer to what I would like to see as opposed to psychopaths. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. To back up what you're saying, there was a conference with the Texas secessionists, the New Hampshire secessionists and the Calexit group, us, the actual real Calexit movement. We attended that conference last year and we just attended it again this year. That's on the Yes California uh, YouTube channel. It's also on, on my personal YouTube channel, Marcus Ruiz Evans. That's Marcus Ruiz Evans on YouTube. You can see where the top three largest secession movements in America have had two annual conferences, Texas, New Hampshire, California. My group that I'm with was at both of those conferences, and we were the only group from California to be invited to those. So hmm. this is what I mean about everybody knows who we are, but we lost the channels, but people know. So like the guy who's... Right saying garbage isn't invited to these conferences we are because people know Mm -hmm. so alex it was there we were representing california and what's interesting is for the first time since 1861 you had multiple states pursuing legal avenues for secession now obviously the civil war bad wrong sure but before the civil war there were states like filing for secession or talking Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. technically going through a quasi legal process so now you have New Hampshire, and they had Mike Sylvia, who's a democratically elected official, propose a vote for secession in the legislature. You have Texas that had Kyle Biederman, who's a democratically elected official in Texas, propose secession. The year before, Texas had the Republican primary uh, actually look at a vote for secession through the political party. And then in California, we've used our very unique initiative process where you can, if you get so many signatures, you can go directly to the voters bypassing the government and put a question to the voters. And we filed three of those that were approved by attorney general showing they were legal saying, you know, would you want California to secede? So that's three separate legal processes by three separate states, all people, Mm -hmm. all using the law, all happened within the last two years and they're having a conference. If you look at states legally pursuing secession in, in whatever form, and multiple states having a conference about this topic. The last time you saw those two events was 1861. Mm. What does that tell you? Mm-hmm. That's a, the, yeah, like it's significant. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. slavery's wrong. The Confederacy was wrong. California is about diversity. Uh, obviously, Texas and New Hampshire are more conservative, but just to say, like our motives for being out or not what the Confederacy had. But I can look at the historical timeline and the trajectory is very interesting. There are a lot of things happening now that haven't happened in 140 years at all. If you want to add more heat to the fire, Senator Ted Cruz and Congress member Marjorie Taylor Greene have both talked about secession. If you want to find the last time elected officials in Congress were talking about secession, you also have to go back to 1861. So when we look at three separate trends of states pursuing secession, states conferencing about secession and elected federal officials talking about the legality of a secession. Sorry. You have to go back about 150 years and all that's been happening in the last two. So I go, people look at trajectory, nothing for 150 years. And then all of a sudden the trajectory is like this. It's like almost straight vertical, straight up. Like it's not a 30 degree angle. We're Mm -hmm. not doing a 30 degree 45. We're doing a damn near 95 degree 
jump from nothing to here. And I go, well, if you look at that trajectory and you consider Donald Trump may win in 2024 or Republicans may regain the House in 2022 with the midterms, Californians are going to lose their fucking shit mm-hmm. if curse when either of those happen. They're going to view it as a existential decision that America loves racism. They're not mm. going to hear anything else. Trump is racist. Everybody who backs Trump is racist. They're all racist. That's all they are. There's nothing to that at all. That's I know that's not exactly true. I have some friends who voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. Tax policies. I'm disgusted by the man. I told them that, but I get what they were thinking. But in California, there's no such thing. Another status. So wait, so question. Yeah, they, they, they don't care what Joe did with these gas prices. They okay with that $7? Gas that that nine dollar gas y'all cool with that? So they, they they don't cognitively understand people in power kind of run how gas is working. You know it wasn't looking like this two years ago. I thank you for saying that, Nico. Um, that's called facts. What you're saying. Those are things that people pick and choose based oh. on how they feel that day. So you're talking logically, sir. Oh, with my facts bad. and reason, yeah, <laughs> not allowed. Okay, buddy. My bad. My bad. I didn't mean right. to do that. I'm sorry. So in California, <laughs> facts are good if they line up with what people want to think. Okay. Facts are bad <laughs> if they don't line up, and they are the so to bro, to bring up exactly what you're saying. I talked to one of my liberal friends yesterday, and most of California is liberal, and I get it, and I love this place, <laughs> even though I'm an Republican. I left with Romney, not Trump, way before Trump came on. But I was explaining to him, like, do you see how Joe Biden, uh, do you see how basically embargoing Russia and cutting yeah. off gas sales to Russia raises the price of the amount of petroleum coming out, which raises the price of petroleum globally, and talks of more embargoes encourage even mm-hmm. more fear of a shortage of gas into the future, and so that it continues to raise prices. Additionally, gas prices were going up in November of last year, Way before mm-hmm. I knew this patient, uh, mm-hmm. and the response from my friend is literally what the LA Times said today. So there's an LA yeah. Times article out today saying the exact same thing my friend said to me last night. Oh, that's all what Putin said. Wow. There, that's that's your counterpoint. So there you what, go, Nico. You what, may have facts. What makes that credible? That, like, when did we ever get that statement from uh, Putin? You, you know, I, I would have a lot more respect if the response was. You don't think the trillions of dollars that were printed in 2020 under Trump and a Republican Congress was was a contributing factor to this? Like, I'd have more respect for that because, let's face it, like, there's blood on everybody's hands when it comes to the, the gas prices fiasco. Not mine. Like, it's, well, I mean, I'm talking about the both sides of the aisle, you know, politically. Like, there's a sure. lot of there's a lot of money that was printed. And and that stuff, it, it you can't have all that extra money in the money supply and have prices not go up. And so that stuff was going to happen. And you had like you had this huge um, cutoff. You, you had people capping wells. You had all this stuff in the Permian Basin that where they just stopped uh, either exploration or they they shut off, you know, a lot of the spigots basically where where some of this this um, transport of, of oil was was either shut off or cut back, you know, big time, big time curtailments. When you have that, then what happens is as the price starts to come back because the demand is still there and the demand starts to increase as people got back on the road again and everybody wasn't working from home anymore and you don't have the supply there, naturally the price is going to start to rise and you have all this money that you printed 
That's going to make it rise even more. And now people are going to go and they're going to start doing some more exploration. They're going to un, you know, uncap some of this stuff. They're going to, they're, you're going to start to see some of this stuff um, become more readily available, but you're, you're so far behind the curve that this stuff has gotten out of control. So I would have more respect if they had like a little bit of a, a nuanced understanding of, of like how that, that supply chain works and how the money supply had a huge impact on it than just saying that's what Putin would say. So there's there's the channels conservatives watch and there's the channels liberals watch and they never watch the other channels. They literally just parrot whatever their stations say as the absolute truth. And I'm more harsh on liberals because I know them and I live in California, but conservatives do the same thing too. Yeah. I work in climate change. There's a lot of truth to climate change that conservatives won't admit. But for sure gas prices and liberals are saying everything that you're saying. Like what you'll hear is literally Joe Biden go, people are saying I held up gas prices with my policies earlier. That's not true. People are saying that, you know, the stimulus checks increased inflation. That's not true. And you'll hear everybody else parrot it on the TV news. Uh So that's the point is to just go, people are saying this. That's not true. That's the whole discussion. There's no Mm -hmm. charts. They don't go over data. It's an ending talking point. And there you go. And we got into this with Trump. Now, I, I hate Trump, right? I think he said, Mexicans are rapists. I don't want to debate it. I don't want to debate it. But it was a horrible point for the country because what happened was all discussion ended. Oh, did Trump say that? Oh, then it's a stupid idea. I don't need to discuss it at all. I don't need to look at it. So one of the top things is Trump said for years, NATO, you're not paying your fair share. You guys are not poor. You are rich countries. You can easily pump in a couple more into your military budgets. And they were like, eh. And that was written about by George W. Bush and I think Barack Obama in their their uh, national security addresses. They bring it up. They just didn't make a big issue about it. Trump does. He's, a, a you know, an a-hole who hates the mm. alliance. If they had increased their NATO budgets and training and soldiery during the time that Trump had said, they would be in a much better position to rebuff Russia now. But the talking point was Trump loves Russia and also hates NATO when actually what he was compelling NATO to do would have been worse for Russia. But nobody's going to point that out because Trump, all bad, everything he says is all bad. So we can't have these nuanced conversations. A lot of times in California, I got to hold my tongue because I know the truth. But it's like I say, you can't go to Texas and tell everybody, vote for me, by the way, barbecue sucks. Like, you're not going to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah. Half my family's from Texas. We're Tejano, the original mm. Mexicans. That oh, okay. Claim them. Yeah. So um, I, I have family who's illegal, but they're like, hey, we were here first. So Malcolm X said Plymouth Rock landed on us. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Right, That's right. the Tejanos. But anyways, mm. the it's there's certain things you can't go around in California and say, like, you can't say, I don't think climate change is real. Even if you do, you don't say that if you're planning on going, mm-hmm. like, it's just, oh, there's yeah. a regional climate. That's crazy. So, like, yeah. So like, it's just a all one track mind. Like, like nobody is like even open. Yeah, I'm sure there's idea. stuff like that in Chicago, Nico. Yeah, there's no, there's I, gotta be stuff like, like that in Chicago where like, you can't, there's certain critical, things you can't but the say thing because is, is that like, I can go to my homies, and some of them have much more of a conservative mindset. Granted, they're in the suburbs, and like, mm-hmm. 
we we can like have discussions like my boy Jordan like I chop it up with him and like I don't hold my tongue. I don't hold mm. my tongue for anything. And so like me and him are able to have that discourse. Yet there are some areas where I'm like mm, I'm going to hold my tongue because you know <laughs> there there's 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 obviously areas of clicks but like for like majority of California, if not like, I'm not saying all, but like he's saying a large portion of California, you're going to have to do a secret knock on the door to be able to speak, is what I'm saying. I don't have mm-hmm. to knock on certain doors because yeah, I just well, know which genre I can, you know, go into. Yeah, I think he's talking more about like from a political, like if you want to try to actually uh, mobilize a political movement, you have to have, you have to have the numbers and to have the numbers, you have to like just kind of it's unfortunate. We, I was actually talking, uh, my wife, um, had, she had, uh, one of her cousins was, was over and she's like, she actually works up in, in, in politics up in New York. And she was talking about how, like some of this stuff is, um, you have to, how much of it is theater that like, they'll ask a question and it's like, there's like three answers to that question and anything other than one of those three answers, like, um, you know, like she was saying that they, they, they were training her and she kept trying to actually answer the questions. They're like, I already gave you the answer. Why are you trying to answer it other than how I gave you the answer? <laughs> this is like in her training. They're like, your answer is I'm a daughter of immigrants. And, w- and then you go and you pivot into whatever you want to say after that. And you just like insert and, and, story here. Right. And so, but she said, that's, it's like, you know, politics isn't what people think it is. Like people think that like, the, that stuff is going on the way that we think about it in our heads, but that actually out there, like it's, it is all this like 30 second bumper sticker, you know, talking point, um, make people feel something, you know, they're talking about the refugees that they, you know, Oh, that's, that's, that hurts my heart to hear that as a daughter of immigrants, I, you know, and then you go into your thing and maybe even shed a tear a little bit and it doesn't matter what you say. Whether you answered the question or not, now the reporter's an asshole because he asked you that question <laughs> because right. he made you cry, so, and and you have endeared yourself to everyone. Right. So, so Marcus, whatever, as we talk about the fuckery that is <laughs> the the United States political process, whatever would make you want to succede. <laughs> All right. Over the basics. It's it's and and the great thing is that as we've said. You know, in February uh, 2017, Reuters, Ipsos, Stanford, Hoover Institute did a survey of Californians. Two separate surveys asked the same question. Are you for secession? Don't know how you feel or against it. They both came up with 32% said full-blown secession today. 155 were not sure, which adds up to 47.5 of 40 million people. Or the world's fifth largest economy said, I'm open to this idea. Think about that. Half of the world's fifth largest economy said that. But, you know, when those surveys came out, we were trying to get news reporters to report that fact. It's actually 47.5 and they wouldn't do it. Yeah. They and probably wouldn't even go with the 30 number. They, they did the 30 because Stanford said that and Reuters, so they couldn't walk that back. Mm-hmm. But the other 15%, I got that information. And I go, you know, this is the real number. Nobody would report that. And I go, you're spending all this time talking about the 32%, but you won't mention the numbers even higher. Like that's an, just an interesting story world's fifth largest economy, half the people are willing to secede. And the reason at that time was values. California California values are a real thing. No, it's not that avocados on everything. We have a real value set out here. 
but we have a way of doing things. Um, I personally hate avocado, but a lot of Californians like it. There's a way we do things. I like here. avocado. You know, you're still a good person. So <laughs> uh, there's a way we do things out here. And what we're finding is that we can't. So we had a, a magazine capacity gun ban that was struck down by the Supreme Court. And we passed that because a guy came from Missouri to kill Californians, rolled up to Gilroy and gunned down a bunch of Californians. And we said, we don't want you taking those weapons that we see in America and bringing them in here. And then the Supreme Court struck that down. We also had something on foie gras where you, you shove food down a duck's throat till it, its uh, liver almost explodes mm-hmm. and then you eat that. It's a painful thing to do to the ducks. So we banned that because we're a bunch of lefty animal lovers here. And then that was struck down by the Supreme Court. So mm-hmm. it's things like how we view, and I get that, like my family's in Texas, right? They're like, high capacity ban isn't going to do anything to save people. That's on an AR-15 and M-16 offering. I'm like, Californians don't know that. They don't care. They saw this law as I don't get shot if I pass this law, and now you took that away from me. Yeah, and I don't They're want to make that decision. Abuse, and now you took that away from me, and mm-hmm. I want clean air, and you removed my smog decertification thing. So it's these little things about our yeah. life and our quality of life that, from our perspective, we see you guys in your legal system just going, "No, you don't get to have that. No, you don't get to have that. No, you don't get to have that," because you guys are weird. And that's strange and that's different. <laughs> and we're not there. So you don't get to have that. And then on top of that, we lose like billions of dollars being a donor state every year for years. Mm-hmm. And then we have to raise the tax on ourselves. We recently raised the gas tax on ourselves. Republicans here were going crazy, going, look at this gas tax. This is, you know, Democrats are out of control. And one of the talking points that Cal Exit brought up was that gas tax raises less than the amount of money California loses in one year donating to the USA. Yeah. So the gas tax was over a 10 year period and we go, you're going to raise all this money over 10 years and you're complaining about this tax. We just lost that amount of money in one year to the USA, but yet none of you are going to go on TV and talk about how we're not a donor state. If we weren't a donor state, maybe we wouldn't have the highest taxes in America. Maybe we have to tax ourselves highly and we Mm. don't have the services we want because we subsidize 35 to 45 states who on top of that talk trash on us, hate us, and then ban us from having the laws we want. I mean, Mm. picture if you were married to someone like that. Hey, babe, I want to go out. No. Hey, babe, I I made 100 bucks today. Give me half. Uh, (laughs) Hey, babe, my car broke down. Remember how I gave you half yesterday? Can I get a little bit to buy some gas? No. Suffer. By the way, my girlfriends are coming over and we're going to talk shit on you for half an hour. Don't say anything. For what it's worth, this is this sounds a lot like how I feel as just like a citizen, uh, an individual citizen of the United States. <laughs> sure. You want to do that? You want to go to a store? Doesn't matter. You can't. We lo- we closed all the stores. Like It's just they do all this. And then it's like, but we're still going to take that chunk out of your ass right. every April 15th. Um, yeah, your kids can't go to school. But we're going to make you pay for it. We're, we're right, in a exactly. very bad domestic relationship. And then we it just is. like, can I have more, please? <laughs> yeah, Nico's got it. Nico, you're I, right. You're right. That's what we say. And I guess the difference is that we have agency. So you have millions of Americans spread across America who feel like you do, Chad. But they're not all combined in one state. In California, this sentiment is combined in one state with mm-hmm. geographical boundaries with political leaders who say we're already a nation state and have contacts to the leaders of China and Russia and India. Mm. So I would say the difference is that your cause is probably as legitimate, but 
we are we have the agency because the way our 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 problems are grouped together we have a national boundary we have national recognition we have a common sentiment you have 40 million people locked up who roughly seem together you have the ability to financially become independent nobody says that california can survive independent nobody so if you look mm-hmm. at the articles even the ones that trash the idea they go yeah technically california would have the highest standard of living in america the second it secedes but you shouldn't do it for xyz that's what everyone says nobody in california thinks we can't financially survive none of the critics in america think we can't financially survive they'll just bring up some other point and when we talk to people today like i did an interview a few weeks ago and i go i'm with cal exit and the guy goes oh i love that idea i never met that dude before in my life <laughs> so there's people stopped we were gonna win California was going to secede March 2017. Mm. But Putin's a bad guy. He did everything wrong. This must all be Putin. Turn on them. Mm. If that never happened, our Facebook page would be bigger than the California Democratic Party. We probably have four times the amount of emails. Uh, I mean, I lost $90,000 in donations in two weeks once we started getting slammed. I mean, Mm. uh, we were also in line to have a concert with the Foo Fighters and Snoop Dogg. Oh, wow. And also 100K gone in a week. Rock stars backing out on you in a week. You lose 100,000, 200,000 emails. No reporters pick up the call. And all that happens within about a two-week period. Facebook stalls you out. Whereas you could have been bigger than the Democratic Party. You could have had an operating budget of 500,000. You could have had a membership budget of maybe 400 to 500,000 people. Things would have happened. And yeah. I think they, they put that on us because they knew where this was going. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to lose the money. And they go, what's mm-hmm. the easiest thing to destroy this? Well, character assassination, right? Yeah. Always. Um, Always. Is this like it's a odd. bad idea? But like you're, you're talking about secession and that's something that'd be like an anarchist's dream to a degree. <laughs> have you like ever pitched it to like more anarch centric groups so that they'd be like, we're moving to Cali. Let's go boys. And then like <laughs> everybody and their mom just like slides out uh, to Cali. Nico, I got to put you in touch with our new CEO, Jason Wright, our newly elected CEO, Jason Wright. He's the top dog. I'm president, which is spokesperson, but he's saying exactly what you're saying, Nico. Uh, Jason's been trying to, ever since he went to Adam Kokesh's house, He's mm-hmm. saying, you know what? There's these people called anarchists, and they're not for just pure chaos. And right. uh, turns out people spread rumors about them, too, that aren't true, just like us. Funny how that yes. happens. And yeah. they kind of, uh, Jason said he was able to get 80% of the anarchists at Kokesh's birthday party interested in Cal Exit. And for he sure. said we need to work out with them more. Mm-hmm. My thing that I've noticed is when you look at California, it's the poster child for regulation. Mm-hmm. When you're saying, hey, we need to give these people freedom for anarchists and freedom lovers, it's a little bit difficult for them to say, those people who love taking away freedom, you want to give them more freedom to do their own thing? And we're like, well, yeah, basically, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, well, we can decorate so, the name. Say so, so, liberal, or liberal uh, what is it? Yeah, a liberally uh, free person or something like that. Just throw liberal in it. They'll love it. Exactly. <laughs> we are. We are. Yeah. We, we want to become independent because we like immigrants. We like diversity more than America. We like minorities more than America. We're more tolerant, I think, than we than, than America is. But I also get that maybe that's not what everybody else wants. 
And I think people should be able to choose. I also think, and I wrote this in my book in California's Next Century 2.0, people in America are still debating immigration. California stopped debating immigration like in 1890. And the reason was, was not because we were progressive. It was because 30% of our population was immigrants. So there was some mm. point where it's like, this is just a dumb conversation to have. Like every other dude is an immigrant. You go, I don't know if you should be here, Bob, James, Tony. Mm. And Tony. Uh, so we're like, and that goes back to the 1500s. Mm. So California has been a place for before there was America that had Spanish people and Europeans and Jews and Frenchmen and free African-Americans and uh, indigenous people who are empowered, all living together in this amalgamated society, whereas America really didn't get to that level of diversity until 1970. So we've been doing it for about three centuries. And I think that this means we're a different culture, which means forcing America and California on the same page is dumb. It'd be like telling Russia and Germany to become one country and say, now pursue all the same policies like you all want the same things. They're mm -hmm. separate peoples and they go yeah. back hundreds of years being separate peoples. And I think people don't want to see that with California. Nobody else was a major port colony for Spain in America but us and had centuries of immigrants and minorities coming and mixing here uh with wild abandon um they just did it so i don't view diversity or immigration as new topics here i think they're old but they're new for america and then for us to go to america and just go how do you think about how we should do something given that we've been doing it for 300 years and 150 years before there even were the pilgrims uh what's your take and can we get your permission i'm like we're an older culture than america by like a century uh, pilgrims didn't get here till 16 something. The Spanish were here in 15 something. Hmm. So we're already doing California Cali style, bunch of minorities running around acting like they're all equal, uh, a century before the pilgrims even landed. And then we were doing that, you know, immigration really didn't happen until the 1960s, 1970s in America, anything close to what California saw, especially the participation of Latin American peoples. So we're centuries ahead. Doesn't mean we're better. I don't think we're like. Yeah, because people are like, oh, you think you're better? I'm like, no, it's just, you know, if if half of everybody's Mexican and Asian and African-American and Arab and Muslim and something, you're going to have to learn to get along with people because mm -hmm. it's your grocer, it's your barber, it's half the girls that you can even date, um, mm -hmm. and half the boys you can even date. So you kind of yeah. got to get over it or you're no, going to have a very it's like, holy life. Yeah, it's the opposite. It's like the opposite of this, what we're seeing, starting to see now with a lot of this uh, censorship in, in social media and everything in big tech is you're seeing like silos being created of people where like you only go where you are allowed to speak because they've made it illegal for you or, you know, ban worthy for you to speak to the to the rest of everybody. And so even if the stuff that you say might piss people off, well, deal with the comment section. You know, like at that point, like, you people get people get ratioed left and right like it, there's there's ways to and you don't have to listen to stuff you can mute people you can block people you don't have to be exposed to that stuff but i think what it's what that sort of stuff does is it it ends up sending people into these echo chambers where they end up only seeing like homo homogeneity as positive and they don't see any benefit to dealing with someone who may disagree with them or who may be different from them because they have, they, they've actually found that, okay, well here I actually get to say what I want to say instead of saying that stuff and then having it challenged. 
like having saying saying what you want to say and then having your account deleted is <laughs> not the same as saying what you want to say and then having someone explain to you how from their perspective that's wrong right. because then you actually get new information and you get to actually start to assimilate that into your own uh consciousness and and it starts to actually influence how you see things the same way with with that like the people i grew up around and as i grew up and started to to touch on different uh circles of different types of people it it has influenced like how i understand more about like what different cultures that i was not a part of as a young kid or that aren't part of my family culture what they're like and what they're about and i think it, i think they're really cool like it, there's a whole lot of stuff that we can learn from each other and i don't have to try to like appropriate something or um badmouth it i can actually just be like you know what that's really cool that's not my tradition but i respect it that's really cool that you guys have have that that's you know in your wheelhouse and this is what we do mind if i show you this it's just a whole different outlook on things the 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 sad thing is is that part of the reason i want to separate from america is i think america is a bad influence i think america is a, mm -hmm. a warmongering nation that mm -hmm. war and the only way it can get people whipped up is to have them hate an entire ethnic group so it can get yep. them so riled up to go launch an invasion uh, they said it you know muslims was one now we're talking about russians mm -hmm. and this dichotomy of information sources where I only look at my information sources, you look at yours and we have no cross chain. Mm -hmm. So Rwanda, mm -hmm. uh, the way that led up was the guy who sponsored that genocide bought a bunch of radio stations so that he could have particular programming that only broadcast a particular uh, message, which was that his other ethnic group sucked. So until he got all those radio stations up and uh, put them up with this really alt-right uh, broadcasting of, we're this ethnic group, they're that ethnic group, screw all them for two years. The climate wasn't even primed for that genocide. ISIS and that uh, the Yazidi, that little Kurdish ethnic group they tried to commit a genocide against, ISIS too had their own communication channels. No dissent was allowed. They had a very extreme particular perspective. Everybody had to follow that. They primed them up for two years and then they too ended in genocide. Uh, Hitler, Nazi Germany, obviously Hitler was great at communication. The man was brilliant at communication. Horribly wicked, evil, but he was great at communication. So two years of Nazi propaganda, and then guess what? Now we're putting the Jews in camps. And now what I see is here in California, all Russians are bad. Mm -hmm. All of them. Um, they're all bad. Uh, they must all be bad. They must love, you know, Vladimir Putin is pure evil. Uh, he has no patriotism, and the Russian people must love that. And then now you see Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. have removed their hate speech policy temporarily so that oh, I, they really did yeah so yeah. you can you can you can talk shit about russians but that's it right you can you can ask you can and this was reported by reuters you can ask for the death of russians the death of russian soldiers and the death of vladimir putin i want to be very clear if you were saying i want the death of russian soldiers in ukraine that might be limited to war fighting when you have to say, I want the death of Russians, comma, the death of Russian soldiers, comma, the death mm -hmm. of Vladimir Putin, comma, what you're saying is it's okay to wish death for an entire ethnic group mm -hmm. and the soldiers and their leader. And we have to purposely remove the hate policy speech for Facebook and Instagram so that it is acceptable for Americans and Californians to wish death on an entire ethnic group. 
If you're asking me how that lines up with California values of acceptance of all ethnic groups and abhorrence of genocide, I don't know why Californians are doing this, but mm. I know that it came from America. Well, mm. it, I, one of the things that I think that we, it, because I agree with you completely, one of the things we need to be ahead of, and that this goes both for, for the, the secessionist movement and for anarchists in general, and for anybody who really loves freedom, is that um, we need to get ahead of this shit because, yes, the, people want to believe that we have the United States of, you know, the 1770s. That mm. isn't where we are. We don't have the United States from the 1800s. We don't have the United... We have a United States... even the United States from the 80s anymore. Right. Right. You, are the you are correct. You are correct. We're not even united in the States. Right. Mm-hmm. So, That's right. Right. And so when... When people have this nostalgic idea of what the United mm-hmm. States is, we need to tear that shit down because that's not the United States we live in. We live in a United States that has been funding bombing of Yemenis children. And I'm not talking about bombing Yemenis soldiers. I'm not talking about, oops, we hit a kid. No, they targeted with American made bombs. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. targeted. A, it, several school buses with American-made bombs straight out of your pocket. These are not the good guys. We the, the the United States has not been the good guys on this stage for a very long time, and people need to get this nostalgic idea that this golden city on the hill still fucking exists because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. We've got Mordor, and we just change the eye every once in a while. Crazy. <laughs> They flip the script entirely to the point where we're bolstering the United States to go do something. Like, weren't we just like complaining about them? Like three weeks. Oh, my bad. Short attention spans. I think. Oof. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to again. I, I didn't mean to start thinking again. Because, like, exactly. Exactly. I pissed off my family recently because they went off and off about Putin did this and Putin did that. And I'm like, you're right. That's all bad. And he should be punished. And they go, yeah. And they go, and wouldn't it be great if America set an example for how nations should behave? And they're like, yeah, yeah, America should set an example for the rest of the world. Like, great. So we're going to prosecute George W. Bush and all the people who did the Iraq war, right? Because they violated <laughs> international norms. They lied to the world. They did it without a U.N. resolution. They destabilized the world. They violated 100 years of consensus. They got a, a million uh, civilians killed. Nobody went to jail. And then they left... Uh, uranium there and got american troops sick and died and nobody's been held to account so let's show the world that when we say vladimir putin needs to go to prison we mean it and we're going to hold our own people to account for doing the exact same thing because that will show them that we're serious we'll do it to ourselves and we're between business uh nobody maybe they'll do it to themselves maybe they'll maybe the russians will be like you know what that's a great idea yeah, like it, it, it was literally like weed started blowing in after I said that. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. like, that wasn't tumbleweeds. That was smoke coming out of their out of their ears from their I, brain. I, my dad, you. my dad's eyes go like this. They go. And I'm like, I'm looking at them. Go and I go. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where I got that wrong. And they're like, uh, uh. Why are they still uh, against punishing uh, the 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 people who do things wrong? Like, where does it like? And I was having a conversation with my homie the other day. Where in American mindset did we believe that like all the older 
people in the older generations who've committed all the fucked up atrocities, like all of a sudden they fell off because a few good people got elected. Like this is still a hydra over here, my boy. Like mm-hmm. it hasn't changed from his beast. It changed out a mask and it show you a sheep and clo- like a sheep's and well, a wolf in sheep's clothing, but you're still gonna get like <laughs> mauled by the thing. It has never mm-hmm. changed. So that's, what makes you think yeah. that like like we are the good guys. Like, even at Vietnam, we invaded them. Like, what was... They won't tell you the real reason why, but, you know, that we, we've done majority of all the invading. When have we been justified in any of the things that America has done? Other but than freeing ourselves. Yeah, but here's the thing, Nico. Again, you're, you're screwing up by bringing up facts and logic. <laughs> we've already talked about this, okay? This is the second time I have to talk to you about it. So I'm going to give you the response I can give you the, the response. Yeah, stop. How many times have we told you to stop thinking for yourself? Hey, hey look, look, I'm a young black kid. I don't listen. Well, I'm going to give you the standard talking point. So <laughs> everything you said, I heard Donald Trump say. So therefore, what you said is all wrong. Shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. does that make me a Donnie Trump lover? No. Nah, <laughs> oh, yes. And now you love Trump. <laughs> and you agree with everything he said. Because you repeated something he said. And he said, isn't, isn't Russia bad? He goes, well, America's done some bad stuff, too. And for that, he was a horrible monster <laughs> right. who sleeps with Vladimir Putin and takes his money. And there's no truth to that. And if you or I say that, we're automatically Trump lovers. And we agree with everything he says. And nobody has to talk about what they're saying, even though there's... I mean, like, my Caucasian friends do not like it when I bring this up. But I'm like... Uh, why do you know why I'm here in California? Because America destabilized all of Latin America, mm. and there is no stable governments, which is why they're always collapsing. There's no good economy, mm-hmm. and people have to come up here, and that's why my family came up here. Mm-hmm. And my mom is, you know, from Texas and pro USA, so she's like, that, No, that's not true. And my grandma's like, mm. Yeah, it is. oh, true. <laughs> You know, and I read the foreign policy. Like, I know it's true. I know mm-hmm. you don't, mm-hmm. you know, the one most successful Latin American country. At this point, Brazil's all right. Uh, Costa Rica. Ah. Costa Rica. Highest investment by American corporations. Yeah, mm. Really good investment. Name the one country out of 31 in Latin America not invaded by America. Uh, Costa Rica. Is it Costa Rica? Costa Rica. Wow, isn't that weird? The one country you guys didn't invade is the one country that's the most stable, has no history of civil war or dictatorship, and you love investing money in. What an incredible chance coincidence. Well, I, I first of all, I want I want to I want to bring this up just so that we're clear. You said we. I, I, <laughs> just, 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 I didn't do shit. I didn't do a goddamn thing. Fuck all that. <laughs> because because and Nico made this they did that. that too. Yeah, they did that shit. I didn't do a goddamn thing. I've been sitting I make in the my mistake garden. Too. Look, <laughs> that indoctrination. Look, that indoctrination has deep roots. And and I say we. And they're going to watch these videos and I say, like, all that we shit, they're going to really think, like, I'm for them. Damn. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, hey, I know what it's like. Right. Right. I got someone spreading rumors about me. It's, it's cool. If you don't have someone saying you said something horrible and lying about you, you haven't lived. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You right. haven't lived, buddy. You're not That's doing a right. good time. You're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. It's a perfect time <laughs> to be a troll right now. Like, a troll, like, it's a beautiful time to be a troll. So you absolutely <laughs> right. 
this is this is the wild west time for trolls they're gonna in the decades in the past in the future they're gonna talk about oh those early 2020s that was when the greatest trolls were around you know like <laughs> so like billy the kid we talk about billy the kid now and there was that 30 right. period we're in the 30 year troll period where it's we haven't figured out how to deal with trolling and it hasn't like blown up in our faces just yet although i feel it will so it's somewhat funny it's gonna get not funny very soon uh this is the trolling era Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's- I think I think uh, Trump's social media would have been Billy the Kid captured, knocked down. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wanted, for sure. Oh, and 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 just to back up, Chad, what you were saying about politics is not what people think it is, uh, and you're told to say certain things. Um, mm-hmm. Kamala Harris, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders. All the same person. Oh, for oh, they sure. got the, the same ghostwriter. They they talk the same. Now yeah. they have different mm-hmm. policies, but it's a slam, ha ha, stupid idiot, yeah. got right. you. Well, that and that was the that was what the discussion was about. We were talking about how they were saying that it's not it's not what you think it is. It's it's seventy percent of it or more is fundraising, and. The rest of it, it, like the policy stuff, is it's more about spin doctoring than it is even about policy, because it, it really, and and this is what's really funny, and I, I, this is a way you can you can really melt people's heads sometimes. I don't try to do this, but it just happens um, when you try to explain to them, like you know, the, like there's like a about a five percent difference maybe between like Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, like. Like there, there's yeah. like we're talking about like arguing on the margins. If you if you really want to see like something that's vastly different, you have to go to like Ron Paul, where he was like, take everybody home from all the bases all around the world. Yeah, uh, drastically slash the defense spending and and whatever is spent is on defense and not on all these uh, imperialist wars all over the all over the world, all these uh, invasions and and destabilization efforts and everything. Um, and oh, by the way, like uh, slash the, the the taxes to next to if not nothing. Like that's that's like a radical on on in a different universe from these other, the the rest of the politicians. It's all like, well, it's, I think the thirty nine percent marginal tax rate is the best. Well, you're evil because it should be thirty six point five. It's like we're really like this is where we are. Like this is <laughs> this is the it's the vast difference. The vast difference between these two. Sure. And and to be fair, it wasn't just Ron Paul that was different because I want to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Kucinich was also quite yes, different. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 And I also uh, have to put out uh, Cynthia McKinney. Cynthia McKinney. As well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Ross these Perot. are. Ross Perot was different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would say that Ross Perot was closer than the other three we just named, mm-hmm. uh, closer to the the, the regular the politician yeah, yeah. Yeah. than the other three. But but Chad's right. What what we need is different. So I want to kind of take this to a, a different uh, angle. Um, why aren't you running for office, Marcus? Uh wasn't expecting that question. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that I should. Uh, so I was, you know, I started in 2012 and I started with an idea and I traveled to 40 cities and then I got a newspaper article in 2013. 
and it was just kind of a background hobby, but it was something I believed in personally that, that we are kind of already a nation and we should have some level of independence without mm-hmm. And, you know, 2014, I met uh, the other guy and we built up an organization. And by 2015, we were up to 10,000 people. Uh, and we had gotten on San Diego TV, San Francisco TV, Sacramento TV. I remember there was one day we were on Sacramento and San Francisco TV on the same day while we were campaigning in Sacramento. So, and then when Trump happened, it was just, I mean, bro, my wildest dream could have happened March, 2017. So picture a guy in the poorest part of California, an isolated part going, I just have this crazy idea that maybe California could be break off and become independent. In 2012, 2011, I'm doing that. 2016 rolls around, and it looks like it's going to go down. A radical idea four years after conception. So I've roughly been rolling the roller coaster. 2016, 2017 was dealing with being a Russian spy. Um, It was a horrible time. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. We were famous. I achieved all my dreams, but I was considered a Russian spy. And most I spent those years being yelled at. And, and, and ostracized and, and being accused of felonies and stuff and being put up for court cases. And then I, I so we had like 40,000 people and I don't want to lose it. So you're just, you're just, go, you're jumping through hoops. You're like, ah, oh, this is a game and we're getting somewhere. And the moment you get somewhere, suddenly it explodes. Like, it's like, oh, hey, you had 10,000 people. Here's 120 in two weeks. Figure out how to give them all a home when you're operating with mm-hmm. 10 or you're just So we were overwhelmed. And I was just jumping in and then it was Russian spy. And then I asked the other guy to step down as top leader. I took over top leader so that it was me and we were in California. And then it was hemorrhaging the losses because here's your dream. It's a pipe dream. All of a sudden it comes to be real. And then the moment it's real, someone's taking it away from you. Just as fast as you had it in your hands, it's now slipping through your fingers and you're doing this. Just holy shit. I've been working so hard for this. Don't let it all go. Just just keep juggling. Just keep juggling. Keep it there. Keep it there. Keep it there. And that was 2018, just juggling to stabilize the patient. And that was three years ago. And then I just held on just trying to stabilize. And I think I stayed in that relationship too long. Uh, And then we had a nasty divorce, which... I don't regret anything I did, but, uh, and the guy now is crazy and he's saying horrible, racist, discriminatory things and anti-California and I'm not part of that at all. And he's, he's attempting to defame my name, but, um, those who know, you know, you, what those who know, you know, you, yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, yeah, but you, you spend five years with someone and you share hotel Mm -hmm. rooms Mm -hmm. and, you you spend years together on the ground and they suddenly turn on you and it, it hurts it it uh it it feels like when i got broken up with my first girlfriend you know obviously i'm i'm cisgendered or whatever but the emotional connection was there so i've been healing and going through this but i i i need to run basically i got caught up good after it stabilized i should have ran mm-hmm. uh, I, what are you going to run for I think for me, it's either you got to run for assembly or one of the other statewide office holders, attorney general, lieutenant governor or governor, uh, because Calix, it's a statewide idea. So Mm -hmm. if I was going to build on my fame, it'd have to be something that I could get statewide attention for. Assemblies are statewide offices. And then there's those top three. I've been encouraged to run for governor or either lieutenant governor, governor especially because they thought I could make a splash and I understand the policies 
Also, Newsom is not as popular as he once was. Uh, he survived the recall, but what they're not reporting is he really took a beating mm -hmm. uh, from yeah. that. But I, I, you caught me off guard, dude. Good. <laughs> uh, well, well, can I, can I follow ahead. up on that with uh, the, well, I, I tell you what, you want you go ahead because mine might take us in a different direction. So if you're going to sure. stay with I was just going to. Yeah, I was just going to say good because and and was going to have a quick follow up question. What party will you run under, or will you run as just Cal Exit? Oh, uh, well, can I can I give you the metrics I would consider when answering that question instead of sure. an answer? Okay. So, what are the what are the rules for that though? Like, is it is it is there something where is it? Can you run unaffiliated? Or do you, you have run to run unaffiliated or okay. you can run as a Democrat or a Republican? Okay. That's okay. different than the party endorsing you. So you can say, Hey, I'm a Republican. Right. I'm running as a Republican. <clears throat> and the Republican Party can also say, We don't recognize you as a Republican and we're not endorsing you. But you mm -hmm. can still run around calling yourself a Republican. So sure. usually you want to claim a party and then be recognized by the party. Okay. Although that doesn't always work. There was one guy who ran as a Republican, never got the endorsement, and then still won. So it's mm. not impossible, but it's difficult. Mm -hmm. This is basically a uniparty state. So the Democrats run everything, yeah. in control of everything, about 80%. The next biggest party is the Republican, but they're no more than really maybe like 20 25% of the population. And the problem is, is that they tied themselves to Donald Trump. So mm. California, what that means is white supremacy. So if you run as a Republican and you weren't one of the never Trump Republicans and you don't have a Twitter feed for the last five years showing you were against him, then you're a Trump Republican and therefore a white supremacist, which is not going to go very far here. So which is going to be weird for you, just saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I mean, yeah. So, I, you know, and I didn't like Trump, so I could run on that. I, I worked with a guy who was running for governor, Nicholas Wildstar, uh, and he was a never Trump Republican. And that was the only reason I was messing with him because that was sort of my game. Mm -hmm. So I might run as an ex-Republican who is never Trump, but then I'd be spending most of my time explaining that even though I'm a minority, I'm not a white supremacist because yeah. um, I, I would run as a Democrat. So mm -hmm. if yeah. I were in your shoes, Marcus, I'd run as a Democrat. Yeah. It's, it's the most logical uh, step because then you're not really upsetting the apple cart. You're kind of playing along. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, Gavin Newsom said California is a nation state five times. So I can point to that and go, hey, that guy's so awesome. I just wanted to follow him. And they'd be hard pressed to argue that. Those mm -hmm. are the metrics where uniparty state. I'm more fiscally conservative and, and out of line with the Dems on that. But on cultural issues, I'm in line with them. Sure. But I don't really like the fact that it's a uniparty state. It's not good. I yeah. know that having one group with nobody calling them out on their shit is not mm -hmm. even it's sure. just not it's, it's not good uh the other question is how do i frame my background so who's going to be nicer to me given that i was part of the secession movement would it be the democrats uh who supported this when trump was in office or would it be the republicans who would support it now that biden's in office because they like you going oh you want us to see from the guys in office great we'll we'll support that so right now i'm going to go for what might win well, won't there be a flip? Like I think you know, this question this, though, which one of those is it? Go the ahead, system Nico. always likes to do a flip, so you know, <clears throat> Democrats are here, we're undoing what the Republicans are doing, and now to shake it up, oh no, 
everybody lost footing. Now it's Republicans again. So it's like, do you think you can call it? And I mean, well, to be honest, if you really look at it, you already had Democrats, people on the Democratic side who already liked the idea. Yeah. And you have people on the Republican side who already like the idea. Yeah. Even though you do run under a party, you always are going to introduce yourself as Marcus first. Yeah. And your goals opposed to I'm the Republican and my name's Marcus. Like you're not you're not you're not gonna do that. Good point. So Good point. you already have somebody on both sides. It's all about getting that moth attracted to that right light. Great. That's a good point. Yeah, no, that, that actually clears it up because I am a California nationalist. Uh, I'm very much like mm-hmm. California role on the world stage and fighting for what we want uh, in the federal system. And not everybody in office is. Uh, you know, sometimes they'll say it's okay we have higher taxes because we need to help others. And I'm like, they can fund themselves. Like, mm-hmm. we can fund ourselves. We have the worst ghettos. We have the worst mm-hmm. schools. We have the most concentrated poverty. Mm-hmm. People in Look at the homeless. Themselves. We have the most homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, especially, wow. especially in the big cities, yeah. So I'm very much like us first with our own money. And some people are like, well, that's cruel. And I go, I think the way we've been treated is cruel. So yeah, I'm, I'm unapologetically Cali nationalist. You're right, well, Nico. I would have to run on that because that's who I am in my background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also the Russian spy thing. Like, <laughs> how are they going to call me that? I've also been accused of supporting the Iranian government and, uh, you know, all sorts uh, and and a white nationalist. So, uh, do the old Eminem. I am whatever you say I am. Exactly. <laughs> if you say it, then it must be. Then yeah, I've played that song in my head. That and um, look at all these rumors. There's oh rumors. yeah yeah here you go. That's that was good stuff. Those yeah. two songs. I played a lot in my head. Eminem and Rumors from the yeah. night Michael Jackson on the backtrack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Chad, you were saying? Well, I was, so I was going to ask. So we, we have one of our um, previous guests and, and a friend of ours, uh, Cassius Cam. He actually lives in Jefferson City. Um, and he was talking about how – is it Jefferson City or Jefferson County? Jefferson County. County. He, County. Yeah, what shit? I don't know. Jefferson, California. He wanted us to yeah. see. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so he, he was asking – like, all right, so I'm down with this, but but when but when we secede, when California secedes, he's like, we want to secede too. We want to like you know like basically like break off. There's a there are elements within California that, within that secession. yeah secession within the secession, and how how open would because once you start this once once that domino falls, are there dominoes beyond that too? Where like then you could be like, okay, well. Um, if you don't want to be down with this, like you can have your own your own thing too, where you don't have to necessarily answer to Sacramento or whatever the um, whatever the capital would be in a in a Californian nation. How how open is is the CalExit movement or or you to either secession or at least some level of autonomy where like it wouldn't be just the same the same thing that that you guys are dealing with with Washington D.C. Where now you have you know Californians dealing with the uh, the iron fist of you know Sacramento or wh- wherever. So m- m- there's my opinion and there's the movement's opinion. Okay. Uh, my opinion is if you're asking for the right to vote for self determination, you cannot then deny that vote right to. There others. you go. 
So you're saying I have the right to be free, but you don't. Right. That's what. That's exactly. That's well put. I don't really want to be in a position where I'd have to sell that. At the same time, when they proposed splitting up California two different times under Tim Draper, the six-state solution and the three-state solution, the Public Policy Institute of California, which is the think tank for the California government, did surveys where they asked Californians, Mm -hmm. how do you think about splitting up the state? It was like 73% were against both Mm -hmm. times. So if Jefferson wants to leave, as I understand, you have to get permission from the state that you want to leave in order to leave. That's the law. And both surveys recently done, so 73% of the population was against that. Mm. So I think you should be more open to it, but these are hard surveys. They did them twice on the issue. Californians are kind of nationalists like me. Mm-hmm. I, I see this as one whole thing. The other part is that counties don't exist. Yeah. I mean, counties don't legally exist in America. Counties are creations of the states. States exist by the Constitution. Counties don't exist by the Constitution. So mm-hmm. California as a state has a legal right to secede because it is a legalized uh, government entity. Counties can't claim a right to secede because there is no recognition under federal law that they exist. They'd have mm-hmm. to actually create existence to be recognized as a mm-hmm. participant in the law. Whereas okay. we actually have the right to go to the Supreme Court mm-hmm. and sue, and we are going to Texas, right? If we, uh, Texas versus white, we get enough votes, we can go. So I'll, I think it's fair. I think it's the better of the solutions because if, if Jefferson wants to go, they could attach themselves to Idaho um, and then they'd already have a functional government and the boundary would be relatively easy to state. Also, there's not many Californians in Jefferson. Our economy is not attached to that region. And so we have almost no population or economic drivers in the Jefferson region. And if they left, it would have almost no impact on our economy or our population. The one thing we do get from there is water. So maybe if we agreed some water rights, like you pump water to us the amount we want, and otherwise you can go do your own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think Californians really hate that idea, but you'd have, to get, you'd have to get them around the emotional attachment of, I mean, people have the flag and they got the outline of the state, right? And people get right. tattoos. The, the shape, yeah. The state. yeah, right. So that right. shape has an attachment here. I got you. Yeah. Versus intellectually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So intellectually, there's no place for Jefferson to leave. Intellectually, they've lost all the votes. Intellectually, mm. Californians see us as one place, but technically, public policy-wise, you're going to say, hey, world, you need to give us the right to be free, but don't give these other people. I just don't. Because right. Right. I was, I was here I... commented for a while, and I'm like, could you sell that? And I'm like, I don't mm. think I could sell that. Mm. Can, can I follow up? Yeah. Because um, I think what, what we're talking about may potentially change should Cal exit actually succeed and, and happen, right? So do you think that perhaps some of some of the motivation behind that 73%, this is just me thinking out loud here, okay? I can understand if people wanted to, in solidarity, stay together because there, there's this Washington, D.C. albatross that, that weighs down on the state, that if you break up into five or six or three or however many different uh, states that you you then sort of weaken yourself by, um, you know, by dissolution. If you succeed in seceding, 
then at that point, now you are, you're looking at, okay, if someone wants to, you know, self-actualize, then they, then they have, have that freedom and it's a little more easily respected once it, once the, the, the bigger um, fish that has to be fried first is taken care of, which is breaking California off of the U S. Yeah. Yeah. So we had something called the great epiphany, which meant the day that all Californians realized that we are really like a nation, whether or not nice that. Mm -hmm. And the other thing we talked about was the uh, maturation phase that nationality would bring upon. So Mm -hmm. like, you don't have this figured out. You don't have that figured out. And I go, have you heard of a country called Israel? Mm. So they were nothing. And then in five years, they got everything set up. Why? Because when they came together, they, they said, well, we can't just be a bunch of Jews hanging out. A nation state means you have a military, a police force, a sanitation system, a sewer system, an ambassador system, a university system. There's all these things we have to do to actually have a nation. And so there's this 10-year period at the beginning of Israel where there was an epiphany of all the Jews where they became Israelis because they realized, oh, I came from Europe or Iraq or Russia or wherever, but now I have to turn into an Israeli citizen and we have to define what that means to be an Israeli because we have to have an actual nation if we're going to have this example or this experiment work out. We mm. can't go, look, we're all Jews and we can do dances and eat the food we want. It's great. Uh, many mm-hmm. of them right away realize like, that was fun, but now we're going to have to put in the work. We said the same mm-hmm. thing in California. said if California okay. was independent, there'd be a lot of maturation that would happen simply because there'd be this awareness of, holy shit, we're on our own. Right. We, right. We've really got it. Dad's not going to come and throw the trash for us. Somebody's, we've got to do this. And we think mm-hmm. that would change a lot of things at a very deep emotional level. And you're right. If Californians really had to go through that emotional change, at a psychic level, the way the Israelis did from 1949 to 1958, uh, up to Golda Mayor as their first prime minister, then you might see a more softening of the opinion that Jefferson should be allowed to go. It's only fair. We were given our right to go. Mm. Unfair that we took the right. And then they said that they can't. I need to mention also that one of the things the Calixit movement came up with early on was we said that California should be independent, but that Sacramento should lose control over California. Mm. So said there's already too much bureaucracy in Sacramento. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember, I'm an ex-Republican. Regulations <laughs> are too high. Taxes mm-hmm. are too high. I just love our social values and think we can make more money independently. Right. So we said, if California breaks off, there's going to be more responsibilities coming to Sacramento that they're going to have to handle, just like mm-hmm. Israel. They already mm-hmm. have too many responsibilities. So you're going to have to devolve some of those pre-existing responsibilities down in order to adequately accommodate the new responsibilities that come with being a nation. Right. One way to do that would be to break California up into states. So if there was already an interest in breaking California up into separate states, you would have California break off as a separate nation. And within that nation, Jefferson could be a state and you could devolve a lot of the powers in Sacramento to that state so that Jefferson would have a lot more power and representation by like a thousand percent, but it would still be within California. That was one thing the movement has offered and everybody in the movement's generally online with. Mm. Oh, we have a... Oh, do we have a new challenger? So we have a new challenger. Okay, so Cam, this is our guy. This is our friend Cam from uh, who lives in Jefferson. So I'm going to let him... From the ultra-conservative status type of... 
Right. The alleged organizers of State of Jefferson do not reflect the younger collective like myself. We are trying to distance ourselves from the ultra-conservative status types who have hijacked our rattlesnake. Uh, Cassius Cam, I got to tell you, that's true. I've, I've debated Mark uh, Baird three times. Um, he's the leader of Jefferson. He's old. His wife, who's all the organization, is old. The people that he said he talked to that were the leaders were all old. I never really saw any young person at Jefferson in any of the conversations or any of the attempts I did to outreach with them. So I can tell you, yeah, it seems like an old group, uh, especially if you look at the protesters and the pictures, it seems like people mostly 55 and up. Um, I'm not sure if that's true, but seen a lot to back that up. The other thing is they really tied themselves to Donald Trump. So when California was saying we hate Trump, Jefferson was going, we love this guy. Mm. So, I was like, I was telling them at the time, like, you guys realize you have to ask permission. Yeah, you have to ask people for permission to leave. And what you're doing is saying, oh, that guy that you think is the worst thing and is basically like Hitler. Yeah, I love him. By the way, vote for what I want. Right. And I was like, yeah. do you, do you, are you guys yeah. seeing this through? Like, you got to get 80% of these people to buy on. And you basically just said Hitler's cool in their mind. And you love going up into their face and going, yeah, I said I like Trump. What are you going to do about it? And I go, you you don't Not vote do for your somebody. initiative. That's what they were going to do about I, it. I was like, you can't. You don't politics one on one. You don't yeah. piss off the person you want to vote your way. Well, that's sales. So, that's sales one on one. Like you don't call. Well, I you can't don't do call politics. Your you don't call your customer an idiot. Like, listen, yeah. if you don't buy what I'm selling you, you're an idiot. Like, well, I don't want to buy it now. Like, okay, well, well, I'm gonna be an idiot. Well, Jefferson <laughs> did that hardcore for four years. Mm. hardcore we love trump the rest of california is stupid mm. we love trump okay well good luck getting that vote mm. yeah. they did that to themselves that's mm. all them they did that to themselves with reckless abandon so mm. good luck guys uh stupid move yeah okay. it you should, um, you really should, Marcus, get associated with Cassius Cam. He's a real neat yeah. dude. He's a rapper. Um, it would be good for the movement. And um, he is, he, and he's in your state and would be a, he's one of ours. He's not a, he, he's not going to be your typical, he's not, I, he's not a Republican. Oh, uh -oh. Marcus. Well, we can continue. Cam is a good individual. Go check out that. He comes back in. Don't yeah. disappoint yourself. There he is. There he is. He, he's trying to. BBB. He's trying to type in chat, and I tried to get out of chat. <laughs> That's uh, fine. Cassius Cam, Marcus, would you give him my email? I will. Yeah. It's marcus.ruiz.evans at gmail. I love talking to everybody about this. If you guys are down to talk, Cassius, let's talk. Uh, and and I'm not one of the liberals that bites, Marcus. You know that. I'm <laughs> I'm uh, one of the progressives that actually thinks. Mm -hmm. so just because you think differently than me doesn't mean you're a monster. Maybe you had something you saw that I didn't see and I should learn from that. Well, I think you guys would have a lot in common as it relates to war and war profiteering and, right. and that sort of stuff. And the, um, I mean, definitely the, the overarching, uh, Oh, wait, wait. Okay. Oh, now hang yeah. on a second. Hang on. Yeah. All right. So we set this up. Yeah. We set this up before he good, said he couldn't boy. come in. Cassius Cam is in the building. If you are okay to talk live on let's the talk. air, let's do it. Cassius, where are you like where are you located in Cali? I'm in Siskiyou County. Oh, you are in Jefferson Hardcore, brother. Nice. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, 
it's I've been I was doing a meeting with a our, our media company I couldn't really tap in but I heard a lot and um we agree on quite a bit just about everything um but the issue we face up here is what you just stated is the older contingency does not reflect what we're trying to do now and people like myself um a lot of the native community the blue collar hispanic community are trying to distance ourselves from these ultra status conservatives that like to fly their blue lives matter flag so they don't tread on me flag and it's <laughs> it, it's it's something that's been hard to do because it's, i'm sure you know like as far as outreach out here in a rural area it's it's pretty difficult to organize these types of things so it's been a real uh kind of word of mouth type type thing um for for the most part you know one of the things i would recommend to you is jefferson always comes down to sacramento in these big convoys right and they look like they have this outsized influence because they'll get like a thousand people in front of the capitol well i mean in a district of like one million with nothing to do yeah everybody's like okay well let's go to the capitol for the weekend drive down there and do this so but the thing is and this is what i was talking about They'd always have Trump flags or, you know, the Blue Lives Matter flags and other stuff right next to the Jefferson flag. So to the California population, they see those things aligned. We never saw anybody at those Jefferson rallies going, I support Black Lives Matter. I don't think saying that's OK. Uh, you know, so maybe if there were some Jeff uh, Jefferson supporters at the Jefferson rallies, on video or in photo saying something opposite of what we see them saying, you could start to get the message out because their main form of getting attention is those rallies. Most of the yeah. comes from those rallies. I've been to those rallies. There's nobody talking like you talk at those rallies. <laughs> so maybe that'd be the first thing is to get a couple people like you going, we're for Jefferson too, but we don't think like that. Cause I could tell you right now, no one in California knows you guys exist. Yeah. No. And, and that's the tough part. And it's like, we get guilty by association, but we're not associated. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, the, yeah. you know, those people that are moving down, you're looking at the area between like Tehama County, Shasta County, but there's this pocket in Northern California. It's like the lost land where you get up into the Trinities, you get up into the Siskiyous, the Southern Oregon, and it's an extremely diverse blue collar area that is completely um, opposed to the ultra conservative status movement that that it's been kind of labeled as, you know, and it, it's a weird dichotomy that we're kind of trying to fix. But like I said, it's, it's like I'm just getting into <clears throat> trying to really put this stuff in motion. Um, and it, it's something that I'd really like to focus on more in the future. But uh, you made a lot of really excellent points. And um, I, I agree with a lot of a lot of what you're saying, you know, and it, but represent representations extremely important to us just because like the type of resources that we provide and there's a lot of people up here that feel like we're kind of held hostage by our resources by the remainder of the state whether it's lumber water beef you know those those type of situations so um but you got a sounds, lot of good stuff to a say lot like what marcus says about how california is relative to the united states right where it's like there's there's this you, we're, you're a uh, what did you call it you're a uh, a net Oh, shoot, what was the term that you called donor it? State. A donor state. Yeah, a donor state. So in a, in a way, like, the, you know, it's, you know, and we already talked about water, but the, yeah, if the, if lumber and, and other you know, livestock and things like that are, are part of the, the contribution and they don't feel like they're 
it's a full quid pro quo, um, there can be that same sort of, uh, I don't know, disillusionment, I guess, so to speak. Well, well, two things. Um, Cassius, please email me. I do a show called National Divorce Talk Raw with your host, Mark Ruiz Evans. <laughs> I'd like to interview you. We could spend an hour on this, brother, going over everything you're talking about. That would at least get you an interview in a professional manner where you're explaining how you don't want to be associated with those people and it'd be an independent media product, which would at least help you on your journey of uh, disassociating yourself. The other thing I'd recommend to you is that it's very easy to get a permit to protest in front of the Capitol. It costs nothing. You go to CHP permits, you file it a month ahead of time. You get 25 other Jefferson people who don't think like the old time status, go down there, hold a rally in front of the Capitol with a bunch of Jefferson flags and black lives do matter and take a bunch of photos of that. And the media will go, what? And controversy is your friend. You're simply not documented enough doing this. And one of their famous things is to go to the Capitol with their flags. So you go to the Capitol with your flags and you say a different message from them. And that will cause controversy, which will be picked up by the media, especially local Capitol news. And you're on your way, but I'll warn you, you do what you say, you know they're going to come for you, right? And I don't mean Shit. violence, but I mean they're going to start talking <laughs> trash on you. Because uh, that's who these people are. I'm the uh, last person that's worried Russian about too? shade, my man. Okay. <laughs> hey, I just I don't want anybody walking into this. I'm, yeah, someone else told me that, and I was like, they're like, I can handle it. And I go, like, I don't ever not tell somebody what they're getting into. Right, yeah. because I wish somebody did that for me when I got started. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody did, so I'm always just like, do you know what you're getting yourself into? Yes, I do. Okay, come on in, but I just don't want okay. you walking in here going, good. oh I'm my a, God, I'm they're white... so mean and vicious. And they're like, what happened? And I go, this is America. What do you need? I mean, it's not the 1960s. It's... I'm a white Hotep anarchist rapper. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm used to shade from every angle. You know what I mean? I'm not sweating it. No, no sweat off my sack, man. Trust me. Do you know? Do you know any of the? Um, do you know Kayleen Sisk? It sounds really familiar. S I S Q. S I S K. I think she's the tribal leader somewhere around there for one of the big tribes. Do you know any of the tribes in your area? Uh, oh yeah, I work with. Um, I actually train boxing, and I work with Karuk, the Karuks and the Yuraks. We do a lot of. Uh, we do a lot of programs with them. We train those kids free of cost at our boxing gym. We have contracts with the tribe, with the with the tribe Kuruk. Like that's the main tribe where we're we are. Yeah. Kuruk means upriver. Yuruk means yeah. downriver. Um, and a lot of these people are on board with this too. But there's absolutely um, no recognition for those people. It, it, there's a huge native population up here. It's actually it's gigantic. Yeah, gigantic. You know, Just so you both. Just so you both know, I have sent uh, your email to Cassius Cam. Thank you so much. Cassius, yeah, we'll be in touch, man. We'll be in touch, absolutely. I'm yeah. glad that you brought up the, the, the tribe because that's something that it's real close to my heart. You know, that's one of the, the <clears throat> training these kids who come from, like, you know, they don't, a lot of these tribal housing units and stuff like that, you know, it's pretty poverty and they don't have a lot of resources. So being able to work with them directly has been pretty awesome. And it's, uh, I'd like to get the word out about that too. Did you see the uh, Klamath River? The tearing down of the dam? Oh yeah. Right there, okay. I know they're psyched about that. And we're having, I mean, the salmon, the issue with the salmon last year, man, it's just, it's been a rough go 
up yeah up here for us yeah i work with the uh ukiah pomo in mendocino county yeah the pomo uh, there's went to down there too correct yeah yeah um and and just not trying to talk trash on jefferson okay but talk to some of the indigenous and they say they aren't exactly treated super great uh by the local county sheriffs in many of the counties in the jefferson area now i'm, I'm not up there i don't know but this is just what i'm hearing if jefferson wants to leave they're going to have to get that all tidied up if you I agree want to i agree off, you can't yeah. have an ethnic minority going well we're treated like dog shit, but go ahead and go i mean yeah no i agree yeah. i agree with that 100 percent. that's like like i'm trying to distance from from that stronghold you know is that coming through <laughs> in my heart yeah yeah nothing but love that's I good shit. i I'm actually kind of stoked that uh, that we got y'all together. Um, yeah, like yeah, this is uh, this is kind of big. Like a new game. Well, this is what we're for. This is what mm -hmm. one of our stated purposes is. One of our stated purposes is to bring people who may not always agree, but bring them together to achieve freedom for each other. Because mm -hmm. we're, we can't do this alone. We just can't. There are not enough of us in our little fucking you know whatever group you're in. and whatnot yeah right yeah. there's not enough of us but you start <clears throat> adding people from different groups into a common cause mm -hmm. and you start building an army hey y'all want to hear some fun funny shit today is a 22 so it's a master building day or master destroying and we're putting two californians together who can most definitely do some real big damage just off this little meeting Right. So it's a master building day. Let's get it, boys. Yeah, for sure. Great. So we're we are approaching our second hour. So I want to try to draw this down to a close because we try to keep it at at, at two hours. Um, but I, I do want to say that um, if anybody hasn't looked up either one of these two gentlemen, but uh, particularly because Marcus has been our guest for this, and, and I do want to have Jason on at some point. I'm going to probably sure. switch out the cover at, um, mm -hmm. for this when, right. when I get done. But, um, but I, I, I do think that people should look into you a little bit farther because I assure them you're not you're not a Russian spy. And, <laughs> I don't and, know, man. He 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 gave a very compelling story about his cigar smoking <laughs> with Putin. No, I'm not not we too have, American citizen. <laughs> Y'all got me dogs. So Chad's a Fed, and now we got a Russian spy in here. What's next? Right, I know. Where, where, where are you going Where's my FBI hat? I don't fucking know, dude. I must be the devil. <laughs> so, but, but at the end of the day, I think that freedom requires the, that we cooperate uh, voluntarily. And mm -hmm. um, these are the kinds of things that are going to propel any movement forward. If the two of you get together and e at least agree that you might have some overlap and right. leave each other the fuck alone, <laughs> that's an advantage. Yeah. Uh, but I, because I, I we, think, then we're not fighting each other. Yeah, but I think it's also important. Like, So there, there's, there's bound to be some... some solid if not uh, strong disagreement on in some areas yeah. um with, with us and marcus or with cam and marcus or or anything like that maybe even us and cam even though we've we've talked for a while and we, we've had we've had a lot of uh, conversations i think we're right. on the same page a lot but what what i would to 
digging a little deeper on what Marcus was saying and what kind of the purpose of what we've been doing with this show for like a year and a half, almost two years now, is putting that stuff aside just long enough that you can build what you want to build together, together. And along the way, you find out that some of those things that you disagree on are most of the time just like either like kind of like we talked about with the with the rhetoric like do you want to tell these these californians that like you love trump when that's going to be like a big red flag that says you must be a white supremacist or whatever like no and there could be a good reason that you're not a white supremacist but that you like trump for some other you know some some sort of reason um and so a lot of times i think if we if we work through that spirit of collaboration and compassion and like genuine, genuinely caring about another person and trying to trying to see each of our goals fulfilled through working together. Yeah. That's how you end up in, in a space where those differences that you have, you start to realize, Oh, wait a second. I think I'm misconstruing where this person's coming from. Let me listen a little bit more with a little more of an open heart and open mind to what they're saying, because we might actually agree more on that thing that we think we disagree on. And we actually like even like the Black Lives Matter thing, like there's a whole that's a really, really, um, uh, I don't know, nuanced. There's a lot to unpack there. I'll just say that with Patrice Cullors taking money and, and robbing the, the actual activists and everything else, like all this sort of stuff. There are a lot of people, even in the black community, who can't stand Black Lives Matter because of that stuff, what they what has been done to what could have been a really positive movement. And, and so much to the other stuff. So, like, that's where sometimes this 30-second bumper sticker culture that we have can be really destructive because instead of coming to that sort of agreement on, like, hey, um, I think that there's – I definitely believe that Black Lives Matter. All of them do. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of what those people are doing with donors' money, though. You know, and having that having that nuanced conversation can be a way to build like, okay, so how can we work together to make sure that like this police brutality shit stops? And how can we make it to where this stuff, these people are held accountable and and to where the the things that we're doing and the effort that we're and the energy that we're expending isn't being absorbed into a machine that ends up not doing anything of what it what it's designed to do. Yeah, I I think that. Calix, it's going through somewhat what Black Lives Matter is going mm-hmm. through. Um, it sounds like it, yeah. You have the actual activists on the ground in a mm-hmm. loose coalition and say, this is what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And then you have some elites above them like Dr. Kalors, who for the longest time I respected, but I get in the last year, there's some highly questionable things coming out, who's saying, well, actually, we're this and we're that and we're this. And there's these people on the ground going, hold on, what? I mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't say that. I, I thought we were all doing X. And they go, well, actually, we're doing X, but we're also doing Y and A and B and C and D and E and F. And they're like, I, I, I didn't sign on for that. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. Um, but Kalors had the name. She set up the organizations early on. Yeah. She capitalized on the namesake. Alicia Garza doesn't even associate with her anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Kalors and Garza, or the Black Lives Movement, was exclusively founded by Californians. Just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just at, like the Black Panther Party. But... I get the difference between you have the elites who are out of line with the, the rest of the movement. I would say that Marcus can back me up and Adam Kokesh can back me up. I'm not that guy. Right. I'm right. the dude who says California values mean building bridges while Americans build walls. Go
Governor Brown said that on the world stage. And what it means is that I'd rather talk to you and find out how we can work together and think that there is some way we can work together to achieve our goals. Now, even with Jefferson, my opinion was I'm quite willing to let Jefferson have a vote if that was the only way we could get California to secede. For me, I think California would be better off independent and it'd be worth sacrificing certain things to do it, even like Jefferson. Not everybody believes that. But what I know, and this is the same thing I said to the Texas and New Hampshire groups, is we all win the more normalization that happens for this conversation. Rising mm-hmm. water raises all boats. So mm-hmm. you're a crazy secessionist. You're a crazy secessionist. I'm a crazy state secessionist. You're a crazy <laughs> nation secessionist. What if the topic of secession wasn't crazy? Right. What if people in Jefferson talked about it and it wasn't seen as nutbag? And mm-hmm. what if people in California talked about it and it wasn't seen? You must be automatically insane. And we started to get to be where there are insane people talk about it. And then there are very rational people. Like if you see Daniel Miller of Texas and Alu Axelman in New Hampshire, very boring, dry, boring people talking about secession. They're very rational, almost to a point it's, it works against them. Mm. Uh, and But the media uh, uh, images like me, I'm a California secessionist, so I must smoke a pound of weed a day. I yeah, must have right. no idea how government works. Everything I is a caricature, man. I must have never read a false magazine. I must have no understanding how the law works. Mm-hmm. When actually I filed 12 initiatives, they were processed. I've argued with constitutional scholars in California twice and got them to back down. I've argued with 30 reporters and got them to back down. I've done reports with the New York Times. Uh, we've raised money. We've done all this stuff. I've written a book that was recommended by foreign policy scholars. No, none of that's true. Picture Rasta hat on me with a giant blunt and going, bro, wouldn't it be cool if we were like, you know, bro, like separate, bro. Like that's the image. And when, <laughs> mm-hmm. when we get past that too, maybe I disagree, but these people aren't stupid and they're seeing something and I should take the time to understand it. And I can be vehemently against it, but I'm not going to assume that they're dumb Mm-hmm. Then we all win. And that's why I've been telling Texas and New Hampshire, we have very, very different values. Mm-hmm. But if Texas secedes, it's a win for California secession. If right. California secedes, it's a win for Texas secession. It makes it real. It makes it possible. It makes it sane. The main argument against Jefferson, against Texas, New Hampshire, California, Hawaii, Alaska is all the same. You crazy. That's just mm-hmm. nutbag talk. Mm-hmm. So we have to normalize the conversation in order for all of us to win, which basically happens like this. More taped conversations of rational people discussing this radical topic in a rational manner destroys the narrative. And that's why I'm always telling people you need to be doing shows, you need to be doing videos. And I, California activists are so moralist and purist. They're like, I don't want to shamelessly plug myself. And I go, motherfucker, do you know what age we live in? It's the internet. You have to shamelessly plug yourself. You have to repeat what you're saying 50 times for people to get it. So get over your moral high ground. Uh, But that's where we're at. We all win by having these conversations. We all win by working together. That's why I'm willing to work with Jefferson. Imagine if Jefferson and Calix were at the same rally in Sacramento. That would be news. That would be global news. Global news is good for Calix and Jefferson. I explained this to Mark Baird three times. They wanted none of it. Look how far they've gotten in that time. Nowhere. Mm-hmm. 
That's why yeah. you got young representatives over here. Just saying. I feel, I feel like it's <clears throat> like there's this mega, this, this establishment tree that's just casting shade over all these small contingencies of people that that uh, want something completely different than they've been proposed to want, you know? And, and yeah. decentralizing from this from this big fucking machine, like, that's, you're calling me radical? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, I look at it the other way, and I'm like, dude, how do you guys mm-hmm. not see how insane it is to have this huge corrupt system funneling all these ideas they're trying to make it seem like all these ideas are insane. It's like, dude, you guys are psychopaths. You know, yeah. three hundred fifty million people, all like ruled by the same like six hundred people in Washington D.C. Like, and what? it's a lot of people up here. It's like, dude, I just want to build a fucking shed on my own property without a permit. Like, right? It's, <clears throat> is that too unreasonable? You know, like I'm right. just trying to homestead. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. And um, it was the Leviathan. Um, I think that Hobbes, Thomas Hobbes, mm-hmm. guy wrote Leviathan in the 1800s Hobbes and talked awful. about how a central government authority with tentacles constantly reaching out and grabbing and pulling in until it can't operate anymore. So we've known about this concept of over-centralization of government and one animal trying to grab too much power and control it not being effective for about 200 years. It's not a theoretical concept. Mm-hmm. America has gotten too big for its britches. And in Calixit, we always talk about how we're basically the teenager who's 19 and still living at home with mom and dad, but has a better job than dad (laughs) and makes more money and can easily get your own place. But you're still living at home and mom and dad are going, I don't like it when you have parties and girls over after night. And it's like, well, I'm an adult man. And charging you more for rent than the mortgage is. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I have to pay rent at the house, even though I could go get my own house at my parents' house and have my rules. But I shouldn't do it out of some sentimentality of the family, even though I'd only be moving down the block and I could see him on every Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. That's where we're at. That's, that's what we, it's just a teenager. It's not, there's no hate. There's no, what does Putin want? This is simply, we think that we're kind of an adult now and we kind of really don't think like mom and dad and it'd be better if we got our own place. And why can't we still be family? Um, Canada and America have a pretty good relationship, even though they had a war 200 years ago. They seem to get along pretty well. So if California was independent, why is the assumption that it would ultimately be this bulwark against America instead of another version of Canada, an right. allied nation? Hmm. Like where, based no, it's on wild. it's wild. No, they're, they're, too much it's, thinking for them. Yes, it's, thank you. Too much thinking. Hey, hey, ah, uh, uh-huh. stop, Nico. Yeah. 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 Stop that. Yeah. Stop that. <laughs> As Doctor Fauci said. The American people are a free people, but sometimes they need to learn to shut up and do as they're told. <laughs> <laughs> Let me publicly say, that. fuck that, dude. Uh, that. So, that's not misinformation. Want. That's not taking a stance. That's just something he said. Right, so, right, right. Just right. put it out there. It's just something he said. So, again, Look, I, yeah. Go ahead, man. I, I, I was just going to say, again, I, th- I think that we. 
we are well served when we work together. And um, I think that you're going to see, and, I, and I've seen our communities coming together, um, whether it's HOTEPs or whether it's anarchists or whether it's secessionists, we're all starting to figure out that we're the ones getting fucked. <laughs> so we have figured out that, you know, we are cool with each other. So I want to continue that, and I want to thank uh, again uh, Cassius Cam, who is the homie. That you know, I, I want to thank you on air for the uh, introductory music for my Forgotten mm -hmm. Freedom Fighter stuff. That's fire, and um, and I look f forward to your further um, expanding your um, activism and your music. And Marcus, as always, dude, you're my brother, and I've known you now forever <laughs> and um you've always been uh very gracious with me and um even when we don't always agree and i say that but honestly we don't disagree that often <laughs> but right yeah. but what you're doing is very important because like i said in the beginning of this video you're lay laying down the framework that the rest of us will base it on mm -hmm. and so i appreciate that and um so again, Marcus, speaking of plugs, do you want to plug anything? I think I already have your new uh, uh, Twitter in the- Calix at home. Go to Calix at home. That's I think Calix it's at home. That's Calix at home. Calix at home. Calix at home. That's where the real members know who we are, and we're trying to regroup with 160,000 of us. Watch out for the other previous channel on Twitter and Facebook or mass emails. That's not me saying those things. Uh, check me out at marcus.ruiz.evans if you are interested in national divorce or secession. I'm trying to host the most in-depth talk shows on that. I'd like to interview Cassius, but I'm open to anybody else who wants to talk about these topics. I've interviewed more people and uh, done more shows covering it in, in detail than anyone else. And finally, I want to say all of you look fire. You also look lit. All of you look on fleek. I mean, I mean, no busting when I say that, and then no cap. No cap. No cap at all. Oh my gosh, this guy. Nico, right. what did you do? Yeah. So, he smokes that Kelly. That's what he's doing. Oh, shoot. Marcus, real quick. Real quick. Fire, bus, and no cap day. Yeah. It's Calex at home. That's on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, just Twitter. Just Twitter. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. So, just Twitter. Calegs at home. Don't go to the other pages because uh, they uh, there's hijacked. They've been hijacked, and they'd be uh, tripping, yo. They, they, they'd be tripping, yo. That's right. <laughs> they'd be on some bullshit. Um. Anyway, we we very much appreciate you coming on and uh, and filling it, and also like send our best uh, to Jason. Like I I I, will. I, I, I will. hate that he's going through what he's going through, and I hope he uh, hope he makes it makes it back home safely he and uh, and gets a. I don't know as, as good of a new vehicle as he could pull off uh, under the circumstances because uh, that's that's a rough situation to be in. Yeah, send me this recording as soon as you get it. We'll post it up at Calix. Yeah, we'll do. From there. We'll do. Yeah, for sure. For I sure. also Thank send you, so you. I also send you to Cam's work too, uh, mm -hmm. because. Yeah, because I, I think that um, one of the things that he he might bring to what you what might be helpful is his musical talent because music leads revolutions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and thank you too, uh, Cassius, for coming on, bro. I appreciate it. Not sorry it. for the so, sorry for the sneak attack there, uh, no Marcus. Sweat, but no but we, we had set it up, and I didn't get a chance to tell you, and then he just popped up in the thing, and I was like, I was 
getting ready to tell him like that he might yeah. be coming. And it was... I'm not worried about talking to anybody or covering any good, subject publicly. Good. After you're yeah. called a spy for <laughs> a year and threatened with nine different felonies, you're kind of like, bring them on. Yeah. What do you want to say? Let's do it. So nice to meet you guys. I always have a good time. Yeah. Stay fleek lit bussin', okay? <laughs> and also, Marcus, what do we do? We stay free. Peace, y'all. Stay, and stay free. Stay free.